Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Saturday, the twenty fourth of October, twenty fifteen. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Boo, three weeks. And Robert Kemp. Oob. Oob. Was that the opposite of boo? Because wait, I had to go wait. That's not the that's not way backwards. As we discussed previously. Oob. Yeah, three weeks. Because we, cause timing sucked last week. Ooh, burns. They were saying ooh, burns. Boo earns. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> what would be, what'd be boo earns boo. backwards? It'd be. Sir. Sir. <laughs> How is everybody? Good question. That's the answer right there. How are you guys doing? Three weeks. Why is it three weeks? What the hell happened? Uh, yeah, Dan, what the hell happened? Which is one available. Just one of us just wasn't available for some reason. <laughs> yes. Was that one you? <laughs> it might have been me. I wasn't doing anything exciting either. I was just going home to, or whatever, hanging out with my mum, watching Person of Interest. <laughs> have you come across this show? Oh, is that the one with the sort of the computer that yeah. figures, makes dumb. a list of people for some reason? Yeah. It's quite dumb, but also quite well made. It's bad robot, so it's like produced by the Abrams people or whatever. Mm. Um, and yeah, bad it's like robot. it's like a really pulpy sort of. It's almost like a kind of modern kind of Mission Impossible type thing. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I think I saw the pilot. I haven't seen any more of it. But... Yeah, uh, up to I, the point I, where I, they reveal the machine, where it's like I've got this it. machine, I've got this code, and I gave it back doors or something. Thing is, it's to, very to, like formulaic and and like and uh, serialized or whatever, so you can just watch individual episodes and stuff. But you know, it's quite well made, I guess. I don't know, it's pretty, it's pretty dumb. Listen to me, yeah. Marty. I made this machine to detect yeah. crime and, yeah, uh, yeah. and like yeah. people that are gonna people are gonna do gonna, gonna do gonna, bad stuff. They're, but they're gonna do bad stuff, Marty. Marty. <laughs> oh, jeez, we're gonna we can, we can stop them. <laughs> sure, we can. We've got we've got foreknowledge. <laughs> we know more than they do. We can. <laughs> We can, like, murder them before they even know what's happened. Right. Well, I, I take it you've been watching Rick and Morty, then. Well, yeah, I, I quote it, too. Well, I don't even quote it. I just do stupid impressions. I just do dumb Rick impressions. <laughs> Did you see the... Um, have you seen the um, Simpsons intro? It's couch gag. gag. Uh, I haven't, no. I've, I've, it's been on my it's YouTube so like list. It, YouTube keeps wanting to recommend it to me for, for, for weeks, but I just haven't, haven't looked at it. It's just a spaceship. Just they get on the couch, and the and the spaceship instantly crashes and crushes them all to all the Simpsons to death into goo, <laughs> basically. Nice. Uh, 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 and and Morty's driving the ship, and Rick's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! What have you done, Morty? You've killed the Simpsons, Morty. They're a, uh, they're a beloved family, Morty. Beloved family. Oh my god! I don't know. <laughs> I'm just a kid. What have I done? Uh, man, I love that show. Uh, I I can't wait for it to come back. But it's like a year and a half, apparently. That's they what they said. Keep- Reusing the same idea repeatedly. Yeah, like, they did reuse the, a couple of ideas in season two, which is a bit unfortunate. Well, they've done the Inception gag like three or four times now. That's true. Yeah, that's kind of natural when you've got like multiple realities, though, to go to that joke because there's not that many pop culture references you can make that involve multiple realities and things. We should. They should try and reference Jet Li's the one. Yeah. <laughs> The multiverse. the multiverse, featuring Jason Statham. 
the Stafe. The Stafe. The Stafe. He's known as. Did you see uh, that? Yeah. One where he was playing what like film, a, a comedy which character. What film was it that we were watching with the classic shit? That is the one. That is that one. That is, that is the one. Yeah. That's not because I remember the portals. Shit, though. The classic oh, no, that is a good one. The wire, though, isn't it? The ultimate um, shit. Another, another one we know. We haven't seen that one, but like it's the the one, the one where you can just like. Do you remember the old Xbox? Like let's 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 put, put this a little bit on track. You remember okay. the OG's Xbox stupid Why? looping thing you could do on the. Yeah, on the remote. Uh, if you had the DVD remote, I but that was DVD one of the things remote. we. That oh, was one yeah, of the things we did. That wasn't it? We just sort of made it loop that bit. It's like shit, because <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's a really it's dumb. A, he's got a terrible accent for that entire film. Like Jason Statham trying to do some kind of weird New York right. American accent. It's, it's weird, but then it's just like it, the camera zooms in on his face really slowly, and he gets a, lets out this really exasperatedly long shit. <laughs> I don't think like lying on the floor looking at a death portal or something or a bomb. I don't remember what it was that he's yeah some kind of some kind of space grenade. (laughs) You can't beat Clay Davis, Senator Davis from The Wire, though. He has the ultimate she. (laughs) And does it really long? There's a YouTube video where it's all cut together and it goes on for about a minute. She. It's classic. I got another good long protracted swear. Mm. <laughs> really? What's what the hell is shag bark? Sorry, just going back to my tree for the day. It's like I haven't heard of that before. Shag, shag bark? No. It's probably probably kind of fuzzy bark. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like, like shaggy bark. Yeah. Or maybe it's a kind of bark that is particularly beloved to sit on by certain seabirds. With, yeah, of, of the name Shag. <laughs> or, or it just looks like feathers of that particular kind of bird. Yeah. Or it's a certain grunt made by British porn stars. I don't know. It's a shag bark. <laughs> a bark. That's exactly <laughs> what people do. <gasps> they bark. <laughs> or is that the name for that hip hop noise everyone uses <laughs> all the time? <laughs> the shag bark. <laughs> well, now, now, now it is. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually trying to look for one like samples of that, those kind of noises the other day for, for music stuff. What, I was just like, what the bloody hell do you call those? Like hip hop chants? I was like, no, that didn't work. It's like so I just typed tried searching for who for a while. <laughs> like just who really hard is, to find those. Chance In the end I had to look sound. up I don't know how you would spell it out, but he does this weird sound in low in almost every song he does, he does this weird like ah sound. <laughs> which is quite wicked, weird. Wicked. <laughs> yeah. But he's just, he makes it with his mouth. It's not like a produced thing. He's just like, he, he, he's rapping along and then he'll go, ah! It's really weird. Mm. That's my favorite. Every rapper has to have their thing though, right? Isn't yeah, it? that's like his thing. Will Smith's is... Well, Will Smith's <laughs> Will Smith's is all of them. Will Smith's quite a lot, yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe not that. Woo! Ha 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 ha. There's a video of him on YouTube doing that for nine hours, isn't there? Just yeah, I can't even do it. Uh. You get tiny tempers, just like let's go all the time. Or yeah, <laughs> Those just two things. Just yeah. Yep. <laughs> Kendrick doesn't really have one. Does he? He doesn't have a tick. No, he he does the usual uh, thing sometimes. He just has he just has this gravity voice he uses from time to time. Yeah. And then he 
Okay, so I got around to listening to some of Kendrick's album, right? Good. And it's like amazing. Uh, it is pretty awesome, it has to be said. But there's like the bits, like I don't know if it, this is just the album cut or this particular version of it. I heard. It's like sometimes some of the songs are weird, but they just sort of, or the one, this one in particular, where he just sort of goes into a ramble for like five minutes and then starts interviewing some dude at the end. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. What the hell is that all about? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's like um, you could look more deeply because he does that thing where he has a poem, right? That like gets longer and he starts, yeah, that's the thing. Like, and it gets to longer. The whole that's the whole album. Butterfly. Yeah, premise. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all got like a bunch of like because the previous one was more of a story, uh, you know, in a standard kind of um, concept album opera style, Good Kid, Mad mm-hmm. City. But this one is more of a sort of progressive, state, yeah, state of the nation, oh, state of state of, uh, I don't know <laughs> how things are. Rat? Yeah, yeah. So I can see why it's got interviews and stuff. It's like a bit of, it's like almost like a journalism, almost the album, like in the wake of like, um, Oh man, yeah. I would totally watch that. The new hip hop, the news or something mm. like, you know, if it auto tune, the news basically was just how all news was done. Like all the time. Yeah. Thing is, you can't produce like stuff of that quality at the rate that you need to make. Broadcast no, no, no. I'd work. expect, I'd expect all my uh, anchors to be able to freestyle. <laughs> right, Let's freestyle it out. So, yeah, they should be a channel for for that. I don't see why not. Like, they, oh, yeah, for, the, for this next like, piece, we're going to need some Coolio. <laughs> there's, there's like a Coolio backing track going yeah. on. Yeah, like... <laughs> and you could bring on people like um like a Life Lounge type thing, or what? What's the guy in Radio One? The 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 white guy, <laughs> Scott Mills. No, Is that him. What? Oh, 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 oh Matt Edmondson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, he does. He raps for anything. Mm. The Apprentice rap. Yeah, no, you need you need proper people because presumably that's all pre-written. He doesn't freestyle it, or maybe he does. Yeah, but you could pre-write a certain amount of it if you had writers doing it during the day. If it was like oh, sure. a yeah. show, a show in the evening or something, a daily show style. Mm. You need to pick the correct beat. Like this one, we need we need some beat that has levity. <laughs> levity. <laughs> levity beat. <laughs> yeah, you should type that into Google and put that in your day. Song with <laughs> what, levity, levity beat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, video games. I think since it's been three weeks, we should probably concentrate somewhat. <laughs> but oh, I don't know what's going <laughs> on in the news. Do you? Who? <laughs> 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 King Donun. <laughs> we didn't have an opportunity to talk about the dumb thing that I saw yesterday. What did you see yesterday? There's a pheasant living in our back garden. What? <laughs> Apparently it just lives in one of the bushes. Cool. Which is weird because it's a very small, like, flower bed with, like, a bush. And for some reason this pheasant has decided to live in that. It's it's like, it's right next to our house. It's not, like, in the middle of a field or anything. Yeah, did it, did it go for a walk, get confused by the train line and thought, I'm not crossing that again. Yeah. Like... Seems like it. Okay. So it now just hangs out around our back garden, the next door's back garden. What noise does a pheasant make? Well, apparently no noise. It just scurried around when I walked yeah, out there. Doesn't even, doesn't even have occasional morning quark. <laughs> Not that I've noticed. It's right outside my window, so if it does make a noise, I should notice. Could be could be an episode of Bitch and Kitchen coming up. <laughs> what pheasant? <could laughs> what pheasant? That was weird. It's a female one as well, so it's not even that interesting to look at. It's brown. Uh, <laughs> Brand. So how did it end up there? 
don't know. Apparently, it's been there for a while, and I just haven't actually noticed because mum and dad said they've been feeding it, and it's like made a nest in that bush. <laughs> Seriously, are they trying to encourage it then? Yeah, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> well, who wouldn't, I suppose? Look at pheasant. You, can you. Do pheasants like lay eggs like chickens? Can you encourage that? Presumably <laughs> they do, because they're yeah. a bird. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I don't know if like, would they, would they lay like blank eggs or whatever the shit chickens do. <laughs> blanks. <laughs> chickens. We get rid of the fire and blanks. So anyway, video game news, I guess. <laughs> now that I've got that run bit ran around the way. Oh, boy. Yeah, so some stuff happened, because, you know. Not, it's been three weeks and yeah, it's, something. It's been it's been a while. Uh and I haven't got anything particularly amazing. I've got some plen- I've got a few bits of utterly superficial dumb news. Do you want to hear superficial dumb news? Who doesn't want to hear dumb news? That's why I want to know. Well the most dumb thing I came across is like did you see this the, 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 the ridiculous hot Ryu thing? Uh no. I think that's what the internet ended up calling it. I don't know if that was what Capcom did, but it's basically like a version of Ryu uh, as if he had been like, um, I don't know, in the outback for a while, so he had a monster beard and stuff like that. And they just called, the, the internet dubbed him Hot Ryu. <laughs> like, what? Hot than like, normal Ryu? Because he was like a wilderness man. Does that make you Yeah, hot? I guess. Like, Yeah, maybe that's the thing. Maybe Maybe that's what it means now. Hot means rugged. Oh, it just uh, means, like, with a beard <laughs> at the moment. It's stupid. So, I don't know if Capcom ended up saying this, or if it was just what people have extrapolated, but the current theory is that Capcom are um, doing a, potentially going to do a particularly Japanese thing, but uh, in that they are going to try and sell sexualized ver- costumes of their characters for the next Street Fighter game. Mm. But also cater to the female audience by making hot versions of the male characters. Of oh, the male characters. Right. Well, I guess, sure. I mean, everything's already, like, like, like I don't a think lot of they. The Street Fighter characters can't be hot because they're weird to start with. Like, you can't have hot down seam. <laughs> uh, yeah, how would that work? <laughs> or, 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 I'm sure they'll find a way. <laughs> What's the super ridiculous blubbery guy? Like the, the fat fighters? Yeah, it, either of those, whatever they're called. It's like, like two of them, isn't there? Or something? Oh, no, what, they got rid of the oil guy for fighter, I think. Oh, yeah. He was already <laughs> the hot version of him, though, really. Guess, the yeah. oil guy. <laughs> yeah, this is like, how do we make this hotter? Well, More we, make oil. Him, we make him so he's actually hot temperature wise. And then <laughs> so he catches on fire. <laughs> so he starts off oily, and then his super movie he just sets himself on fire instead of adding more oil. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe my perspective is off anyway. But aren't most men in video most men in video games kind of sexualized anyway? They always oh, yeah. end up being the sort of like alpha. Well, in male a fighting types. game, they're like muscly because they're fighters. Yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah, but it's more about being a, like a power trip for the male player, or, or rather than being attractive to girls. I think I don't know if it's the same thing, but. I think that's mainly what they're going for. Like the Gears Award dudes are not like sexy; they're just like, just the like, oh, yeah, no, fantasy thing or whatever, isn't it? It's like I'm going to be that's... able to bash everybody in with my massive muscles of doom. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good question, isn't it? Like, 
does, I mean, does I'm not denying that some, some that's, girls, that's why they slash gay like men, that, yeah. are really into beefcake, but I mean, not not everyone. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's the same with giant tits or whatever, isn't it? Like, not every guy thinks that's the best thing in the world. Uh, and yet, they put it on um, all the fighting characters for no apparent reason. And freaking characters. Well, that's not true. Of, in fairness, that's not true of Street Fighter or. Like um, yeah, okay. Cool. Right, to a lesser extent, Soul yeah, Calibur yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty much just DLA that doubles yeah, okay. down. Sorry, that. doubles gen- down. That drops the double D on doubling down. Generalizing there. Yeah. And, yeah, and then make their entire game pretty much about that. Oh, hey, we we introduced some new DLC. Do you remember like like beach volleyball? Well, <laughs> now you can have those costumes in your fighter. Hey. Hey. I'm surprised they haven't done like a VR beach volleyball at this point. <laughs> well, who knows? They are supposedly making Extreme 3. So. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Are they really? That's yeah, terrible. apparently. And, okay. yeah, and none of, don't, don't forget, none of those games have ever had a dude in them. Well, apart, apart from, from Zach, like Zach, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> but he's not actually playable and he's not really in the game. He's just in cutscene at the beginning and end. Yep. Those games. You had both uh, of them, didn't you? Or which ones did you end up No. Uh, well, I got given a copy of the OG Xbox One. That's right. And Extreme 2, I think my brother got given a copy. Ah, that's right. Okay. So you both so, were given them. Yep. Yeah. That's sort of stupid joke presence. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no game in those. There is no game, or at least there is, but it's sort of buried away and is weirdly awkward, and you don't care. <laughs> no one cares. It's not what those games are about. Uh, no one cares. No, no one cares. Ah. <laughs> uh. What else we got? Uh, let's go for other random news. The Screen Actors Guild of whatever the hell AFTRA stands for. Um, you know, voice actors for games. They have voted with the majority that they would go on strike if the, the negotiations with big publishers came to it. So that doesn't mean they will, confusingly. It just means that they just voted to allow that to be a... They've just, yeah, they voted to allow that as a negotiation tool. Right. They're a union, though, right? Yeah. So that's like one of the but they have to, union powers, isn't it? To, oh, to sure. But they have to, yeah. But the members had to vote in order to uh, let, let whoever's in charge of running the negotiations be all like, okay, we just need to check with you guys that if, this, if it came to it, would you go ahead with this? They like, also, I guess they also kind of wanted to know that people would be willing to go on strike, I guess. Because yeah. if, you, if you were at the negotiations, you'd be like, fuck this, we're going to go on strike. And then like three people went on strike. It wouldn't be very effective. Exactly. <laughs> it's a, a, you know, it makes sense, right? They should they should vote for this before they actually threaten it, right? And it's like, well, they needed like a more than a 75% yes vote. Um, so that is quite the majority, you know, to say, yeah, we're going to do this. I think video game voice actor is fairly cushy, isn't it? Like, if you're in it, good at it, or whatever. You like you know what? I, I, I don't know where I stand on this, because, right, with because the big the argument with all this is that they want to be treated in a similar a similar way, or at least more fairly, which is fine, but they mm-hmm. want to be, the way they're sort of pushing, like, presenting themselves is that 
they are as important to some of AAA video games as, say, A-list celebrities are to films. And it's like, I'm not 100% sure that's true. Like, I don't go out of my way to buy a video game because it says starring Nolan North. Don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of him and Troy Baker and... um, you know the, the big, the big. Oh, I can never names escape me. This is the problem. They like even for someone like me, the names of the big actors escape me. Jennifer um, Hale. I like her. She's Jennifer good. Hale. Yeah, yeah. Is she was she female shepherd. Yes, and she was yeah. uh, Bastula in in Knights of the Old Republic. But and she's in nearly everything. Um, and Keith David. Can't forget and Keith, Keith David. David. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Keith David is a Hollywood actor as well. Like, sort of. You don't see him as much anymore. He mostly does voice things. But I can never forget the ass to ass thing. Do you know what, what? I'm talking about? The Astro House thing with Keith David. Have you ever seen Requiem for a Dream? No. It's quite difficult to watch. I recommend it, but it's not. It's quite hard going, especially at the end. Um, anyway, but at the end, it has Keith David screaming ass to ass at Je- Jennifer Connelly, pretty much. At least I seem to remember. It's pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. What? 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 Well, every every character gets in a fucked up situation, mostly because of drugs. And at the end, she's like prostituting herself. And for some reason, Keith David is this insane pimp who's I don't know. I can't remember. Exactly. Oh boy! I, now yeah. I know where you're going with this. Like I was about to make it some joke. It's like sounds hard, but no, no, it is actually that. Okay. Yeah, it is as to us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> Keith David. Yeah. But anyway, exactly. the the point I'm making is like I don't think. Yes. Yes voice actors should be treated better in games. They should get a slightly fairer deal. They are more important, I think, than their wage uh, or you know what their reported wages seem to suggest are and stuff like that. But they're not there yet. You don't, like, if you're a fan of Tom Cruise, for instance, you, you might go see a film just because Tom Cruise is in it. We're not there with video games yet. Um, yeah, that doesn't really work, though, because... You you like certain genres of video games, whereas exactly, films. Yeah. If it's an actor you like, you can pretty much rely on just that for for your liking of the film, regardless of its genre to some extent. Whereas with video games, that's much harder. You wouldn't be able to play any type of game you didn't like just to hear a guy talk occasionally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and and some of the time they're not. It's not upfront about who's who, right? You know, you'd figure that out. At the end of the game, when the credits roll, sometimes <laughs> well, yeah, depending on just how like, like how ridiculous the accent they yeah, or whatever. Like, yeah, and, and you're kind of often surprised. It's like, oh crap, Nolan North was in this game after all, <laughs> and he played that guy. Or, you know, that kind of stuff. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't think we're there. I'm not sure I agree with them on that front. I don't. Uh, it, it doesn't hold water with me. Um, Apparently. And also, some of their rules are just crazy, right? Some of the things they're asking for, like, and I think this again is trying to parallel other aspects of SAG, like the actual the actual Screen Actors Guild, where, like, you know, supposedly if you hire a screen actor from the guild, your entire cast has to be screen actors from the guild or something, and it's like that doesn't work either because many, many video games actually just use voice work from their crew, their team, like the developers and things like that. If that was true of the minions films, we wouldn't have the minions being voiced by the people that do it because they're voiced by the creators of that. Um, you know, the, the Coffin, was it Pierre Coffin or Coffin, however you mm-hmm. want to say it, is the voice of all the minions. And it's like, he's one of the writers. And <laughs> it's, it, I don't know. It, it it just sounds massively impractical. Some of the stuff they're asking for. 
it's like but uh, there are elements to I forget the details, but there's there's some crazy stuff that the publishers do have power over them for, like you know when they um, get need to call them in, for instance, like when the project changes or something. So, like, oh crap, we need to get you in, and like the contracts that they're under, and the how the the working hours and the you know, the voice strain pay potentially for if they're doing pain screams all day or something. Um, there's there's some stuff that makes a lot of sense, but the the, the crux of it. And all this like royalty stuff and all this uh, based on game sales and things like that. It's just mm, we're not there yet, guys. The industry's no. not there yet. No, not quite. Yeah, we'll get Maybe there. We'll get, I, mean, I, I mean, think there's the performance capture stuff as well. I guess yeah, is. I mean, this is where it gets a bit fuzzy. I mean, for games that are more like Heavy Rain and Until Dawn and Kevin Spacey in Call of Duty, for, for instance, it's like, well, and you know, Troy Baker was performance captured for that as well. It's, although that's that's an odd one. I'm not using Call of Duty as an example here, like, because it didn't hinge on Kevin Spacey being in it. Mm. Um, like, when it, when it's things like Until Dawn and maybe even games like Walking Dead, uh, you know, where it's all about the voice work, where it's all about the storytelling and stuff like that, maybe there's a bit more of a an argument there, but that then only applies to a subgenre of the of the medium, and it's it's difficult. Hmm. Oh well, they'll just do what they got to do. Whatever, it's just industry, isn't it? I suppose they'll figure it yeah. out. Has anyone ever? But it just feels, and you know, the other argument that's been floating around is like, is that fair? Like, are the voice actors the guys that? deserve that sort of treatment shouldn't it be the rock star developers of those companies or the project leads or the visionaries of the actual game <laughs> mm, yeah the people with the creative vision yeah yeah who should get that kind of response i mean and then it begs the question okay if the screen if this all goes ahead and the voice actors get this stuff what about the musicians because yes there's already some licensing stuff yeah. if you're like if you're licensing you know licensed soundtracks i guess um, but if you have a musician on your team making music for the project, it's like, should they get royalties and all that stuff thrown in as well? Or, I mean, the royalty thing, do, do, do even big screen film actors get royalties on films? Or do they just get, like, here's your paycheck for the film? It depends, on? doesn't I, it, on their contracts. Like, um, yeah. it's more common to get a big paycheck or whatever if you're a Hollywood star, I think. But so yeah. royalties is uncommon, I think. But it depends. Sometimes you can... I mean, I I don't know if this happens much these days, but it used to be that if you were a bigger star and it was like a, uh, you know, an upcoming movie or something, that you could get royalties instead of it was like a bet or whatever. You could get royalties instead of a big paycheck because they couldn't afford the big paycheck, but they were like, oh, you can have two percent of the gross or whatever. Hmm. I mean, like, isn't that why big, that's big what actors I... get into like little films because they like yeah. the script or whatever? Perhaps exactly. they do all the. I think that's what Alec Guinness the... did with Star Wars. Like, I think he got like two percent or something. Um, but then, surely that's the answer for voice actors in games, right? Like, just allow contracts to be more malleable. Yeah, yeah, allow you to change the terms of it. I don't think it would be very likely for a big game to have any kind of royalty, like big situation like that, or, or large. Yeah, it's really weird. Mm. But... 
fascinating to see how that turns out because obviously if they strike does this mean we end up in a situation like the writers strike yeah um would you even notice in video games though because there's little like you said there's like four voice actors that are actually good enough to to turn up constantly (laughs) yeah yeah how many of the voices do that we hear are actually part of this like be quite funny if like they go to all that effort of re-recording all of all of the lines for destiny to be uh <laughs> non zag. Um, yeah. And then suddenly he's not available because he's striking. And the only one available replaced... is Peter Dinklage. <laughs> but Dinklage is probably the other sag though, like mm. yeah. full sag. Yeah, he'll be full full sag. <laughs> what was it in, in, in Team America? Oh the film actors Fag. guild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that came on telly again the other day. He's like <laughs> So I good. don't think that film. Well, I'm not sure it's aged well. Well, it was. I mean, all of it, all of it. Right, all the I know all of it. George Bush era, isn't it? But still, kind of relevant in that aspect. But just seeing it again, it just didn't. It was more cringy than right. Like outright funny. I don't know. Something about it fell off. Mm. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I've grown up a bit. I don't know. Maybe but, I should see it again. Yeah. Or maybe it's just over-quoted or overdone, and it's just like, well, this isn't necessarily work anymore. Yeah, weird. weird. I, I wasn't finding it as interesting as I used to. I mean, Kim Jong-il has been dead for years at this point. Yeah. yeah. Was it one of those things where the quotes and something and saying things out of context is actually better than seeing them in context? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> has more takeaways than actual. It's when they play America in the club. That's, when, that's the best. Yeah. America. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Classic. And the, uh, the, the, the sort of melancholy version. <laughs> PlayStation Now has landed in the UK. Oh. Oh. To, to absolutely no fanfare. Uh, it apparently costs £13 a month. Which sounds like a lot of money. <laughs> Yeah, how much is bloody Netflix? Like nine, I want to say. Jeez. Nine pounds or something like that. So, well, it's not that bad, I suppose, but it's like, I don't know, man. Like, buy a game from a few years back for 15 quid and have it yourself. That'll probably last you a month, right? Mm, yeah. Well, I guess. Right? It, yeah. Or just have PlayStation Plus and play free games. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't get it still. It's not worth the trade-off yet. So what's the full proposition of PlayStation Now? Uh, it's the streaming games thing. So oh, right, yeah. You, you sign up to the service, you say, I want to play this game, and it goes, okay, here's a video of you playing the game on the, on our servers. I hope you like a few hundred milliseconds of input lag. So can you play all the latest stuff? Or? Well, here's the thing. I think games have to be, like the publishers have to let the game on the service. They have to do some work to make it so your save syncs across whatever server is running the game and things like that. So I don't know. There's, it's a limited selection. It's not everything that the platform offers. Um, and presumably only like first party Sony stuff will turn up there fairly quickly, but I don't think yeah. like new brand new releases are immediately available on now, for instance, it takes a bit of time to get there. So it doesn't, yeah, I don't know. They make such a big fuss about this when they launch the platform, whatever. This stuff. I mean, there's a good there's a good chance this stuff could be the future still. Yeah. 
like there's a lot of technological hurdles to get over. Latency, obviously, being the biggest. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I worry about the latency even with like Steam Link or whatever. That's only across the room. Really. Uh, well, you know, I've been like I've been. Well, it's not worth we're talking about it later that much. I've been trying to get frequency to work on my uh, on a PS2 emulator because actually playing it on a PS2 connected to a modern TV um, through SCART or RF connections or whatever introduces so much TV lag. Yeah, because the TV has to do the processing to make it work that it's unplayable now. <laughs> right. Yeah. So actually emulating the game it's the only um, way to play on it. a PC. Yeah. It reduces the latency, the, the latency significantly, and it's which is nuts. <laughs> so yeah, latency at home. Worry about that first. Sega are doing stuff, weird stuff. <laughs> what are they doing? They're doing a thing. They're doing a thing. Sonic Lost World is being ported to the PC. Okay. Yeah, which is sort of odd in the first one. That game was not particularly well received. It's okay in places, has some neat ideas, but the execution is kind of poor. Sounds like um, a Sonic game. It might be significantly improved by not having a Wii U game there. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Because presumably like a... things like activating the whisk oh, yeah. and stuff would just be a buttony version. That's true. It would be, it would stop that break of flow problem. Well, it might not stop the break of flow because presumably it will still like pause, pause into the wisp power and then wait for you to input the. I mean, that's how wisp powers worked anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but it sort of worked better in colors than it did in Lost World. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's kind of odd in itself, which means like maybe that deal with Nintendo like fully, fully expired. Like because it was b- before they were going to make what three Sonic games exclusive to the Wii U. Yeah, and then but this suggests that perhaps there was some clause in there that said, oh, after a certain amount of time, we can still do what we want with the property. We just have to release it on yours first with some some sort of window. So that's coming to the PC. But Sega, the more interesting part is that Sega have said on the back of this, we're going to be doing a lot more PC ports. Um, <laughs> Whatever that means. Well, I, I guess they've looked back and like they, they've had reasonable success with things like the port of Valkyria Chronicles. and but That, it, that's that what was the, not really Sega, Sega's success, though. That was just because it was like a good game that was sort of despite of Sega. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, but you know what I mean. It's like they they ported it, and it must have. Do- what I mean is they they ported it, and they, it must have done well enough for them to bring it across for them to go. Yeah, maybe there is still life in the PC, and they've done those like Dreamcast initiatives over the last mm. few years, like bringing versions of Sonic Adventure to the PC and stuff like that. And it's like it's just them sort of going, yeah, sort of confirming. Yeah, we're going to be doing. We're going to keep doing this. This seems to be working. There isn't a lot more they can do. They've done Jet like, Set Radio Future. Okay, okay, there's that. That's like it. Oh, Panzer man. Dragoon. Come on. I'm not sure you can do Panzer Dragoon as a as a port to PC. That's a, like what, that's quite a lot of effort. You can do Auto. Come on. Yeah, Auto is sweet. But, oh, if they bring Auto to the PC, uh, yeah, I, I would buy that in a heartbeat. And, and Jet Set Radio Future, for that matter. Sure. Even even a new version of Outrun. I ha- I found myself pining for some Outrun the other day, and I don't know why. And it's just like because the problem with out the Outrun games is the Ferrari license. It's like you can't buy that game anymore. Like it it, it got taken off Xbox Live Arcade. It got taken off Steam because um, Sega no longer have the rights to the Ferrari. <laughs> 
Yeah. So if you really, so if you really want to play Outrun Two, you're out of luck. It, it kind of sucks. That does suck because um, that game was sort of fun in a weird it's way. Good. Yeah, Outrun it's good. Outrun Two is good. Yeah, and good. in fairness, the best version of Outrun Two is the one you could get for the OG Xbox. Mm. Um, in in my opinion, but it's a good version of that game. And it's like so like a bit of me was like suddenly going, oh, should I go in the loft and get the the old Xbox out? No, no, don't be silly. <laughs> That involves going into the lot. <laughs> Don't go there. Is that the official name now, OG Xbox? Well, that's why it's just it's, it's the easiest way of differentiating it, right? What what do you what do you mean OG as in original? original but but OG is original gangster, isn't well, it? Gangster. No, no. <laughs> yeah. okay. It's the gangster box. That's gangster what it is. Box. Okay. Well, it rolled like. <laughs> I think what they should. It did roll large. Do a PC port of, <laughs> except not really a port. They should just re-release Echo and Dolphin so it works with the PC music. Uh, yeah. Cause it, that was, was the superior version. It, was, it had extra levels as well. Because they just did the Mega Drive version, didn't they? Yeah. It was like... It was, a bit, it was a little bit prettier, wasn't it? They added... There were some graphical effects that made it into the PC version. Yeah. Right? I mean, the PC version was just better in general. Yeah. Although I'm pretty glad they didn't try and do the PC versions of Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Like the Mega Drive versions. They were fine, but the, son- the, the Mega Drive versions were better. With the proper music. The proper music wasn't as good as the PC version, I don't think. The PC version was MIDI. <laughs> it was, but it was good MIDI, because it sounded just like the Mega Drive, because the Mega Drive was shitty yeah, music they, in they, the well, day. Well. What, what I mean is they changed the music on some of the levels. Yeah, they, 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 I don't like the new Carnival Night. I didn't like the new Launch I think the base. new Carnival Night was... A better music track. It wasn't oh, as funny. Sure. No, it wasn't, it wasn't as funny. There's definitely something funny about that. Because that's all that was. Yeah, that was the whole song, pretty much. <laughs> and you know, they changed more, more. Most criminal of all, they changed the ice level, ice cap. I don't like, think the I love that version was that bad, but I don't really remember it as well. No, that's what I mean. I have no <laughs> recollection of it. Really. Maybe we'll make a video of that one day. Yeah, maybe. If we can get it running. I'm pretty sure it ran last time I tried it. Really? Yeah. Because well, it was, what? It just works. Isn't it 98 era or something? Yeah. Like, man, okay. That disc has screensavers and shit on it. Did it? Yeah, don't you remember the Sonic screensavers? No. The one where there's like, it, uh, it covers the screen with black and then Sonic jumps in and smashes the screen. Oh, yes. And then like the one with tails flying past in the flame. Yeah, I do remember that because <laughs> some of those graphics were exportable or something. Yeah. Like, they had like... Special there were desktops and things on, on that. Yeah, yeah. as well. Or didn't they make... Wasn't there like a pointer set? Yeah, probably. Like, a, like, a, <laughs> like you could change the Windows cursors? All that kind of dumb shit. Like weird. Back in, back in the... What was it? Windows Plus stuff. Hey, do you want dinosaurs on your cursor? We've got you covered. Get Plus for Windows. I remember the Plus stuff. That was crazy. Plus Pack. Yeah. Do you, want, do you want some more screensavers? We've got, we got you back. Yeah. Those fucking Star Trek screensavers, man. Do you know that was the Those first... Those so hardcore. Do you know that was the first product Microsoft put out that, to, to get Internet Explorer out? Like, it didn't actually come built into 95. You had to get 95 plus packs that's or right. something to get Internet Explorer. Yeah, yeah. But that's what the whole fuss was, wasn't it? Where they got... The government um, went after them when they started bundling it with... 98 or maybe with 95 some other version or they started bundling it at it least was in the US long, it, didn't they yeah I thought it was a long time afterwards I thought it was like 2000 mm. or something when, no, it wasn't when that people late. actually started paying attention to the net 
No, it was like because um, there was a huge non-competitive uh, spat about Netscape versus Internet Explorer, and that they were like forced. Oh, right. Yeah, it was like that. That's when like Bill Gates was up in front of you know the the Senate or whoever, whoever it was when they were interrogating them. Him on that stuff. The fight against the fight against media player didn't start until XP. Is that right? Yeah, I guess that would have been later. Because that was that was the same problem. Really, people were like, "Yeah, you put media player in here, man." It's like, let re- give real player a chance. <laughs> no, don't give real player a chance. <laughs> hey, that was how we watched all that Sonic X back in the day. <laughs> only the ones which were shitty. Yeah, real bad. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't had I haven't had a real play on, on this current machine. I do have QuickTime on there. I had to put QuickTime on yeah, there at some point. And every now and then, there's a need to have QuickTime. I can't remember what the last time that was, no. but, but I do have QuickTime on my PC, and I don't know why. I do think I still have some RM files kicking around on my hard disk somewhere. Oh boy! And I'm like, what am I going to do with those? <laughs> will, will VLC play those? Maybe, because presumably, like, it must be based on. It can't have been a completely original codec, right? It must have been based on something. Like there were versions of M. There were all kinds of weird and wonderful versions of MPEG. Divx is basically just a variant of MPEG too, I think. Yeah. Um, like Indio, I remember Intel yeah. Indio or whatever that was. That was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But nothing as bad as real player. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I remember specifically. That I had real player videos of for some reason was those stupid, like, when <laughs> it was those stupid Nike adverts, like the freestyle basketball one. And for some reason, I downloaded them at some point and those were real, real player videos. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, why have you got those? I don't even remember. <laughs> I think that was just like, because that was like so old. It was like, there wasn't YouTube to watch these. I had to download them. Yeah, that's true. That would have been pretty YouTube. <laughs> well, and even if you wanted to, YouTube wouldn't have worked like those days. There wouldn't have been enough bandwidth, I guess. Yeah, probably. I wonder if I still got those files. I'm pretty sure I might do in my external hard drive. My external hard drive is probably dying. Oh, no. Every time I plug it in, it takes longer to become actually functional. And I'm like, I probably should buy a new one really yeah. quickly. <laughs> Copy that. Copy that. The thing is, that external hard disk, I think, is only, like, 100 gigs or something. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, one of my externals is only 180 gig. Like, it's not... Oh, no, 120, sorry. Yeah, it's not not a lot. So not only could I put everything on that onto a new one, I could put a whole bunch of shit on on my PC at the moment onto it as well and actually have space on my computer because I'm totally out of hard disk space on my actual computer now. I'm shuffling shit around all over the place trying to... The trouble is, because... Can't recommend it enough, get an Astro. I mean, technically you can, in Steam now, you can make a Steam library on any hard drive you want. Yeah. So I could have Steam games installed to all of my different partitions within Steam if I wanted to. Mm. I kind of don't want to, because I only want to, it's like, that was the Steam partition, that was the whole fucking point. Yeah, I I like having a single Steam location. (laughs) But But now, because I don't want to delete some of the larger games that I'm not playing at the moment. I move them onto the other partitions as backup, but now everything's full. 
I'm like, I, I don't want to delete all these 20 gig games, but those are the things that take up literally all the space. Yeah, that's the thing, because it's like you're, you're reluctant to delete them because, you know, like putting them back on is going to be a pain in the ass should you suddenly have the urge to play them. Yeah, and also so, because... The reason why my Xbox is full is like I can't quite bring myself to delete Titanfall when I'm in the full yeah. knowledge of like, you know, next time I'm going to play Titanfall, I'm probably going to play the PC version, which is still installed and I haven't played for months. Yeah, exactly. The same with uh, like Plants vs. Zombies, actually. I'm in that dichotomy because it's like, I quite like the PC version, but I'm pretty sure the Xbox version plays better. Right. Just because, you know, it works better on a controller. Yeah. Even though the PC version is fine, it looks great, runs great. And there's but, several... But it's like, I've got it installed. I should probably not have it installed. <laughs> and there's several games of that, like, size that I've that I've backed up just because of like mods and stuff like Skyrim I don't oh, think yeah. I can possibly delete that again because it's so incredibly modded and it had to be modded in this very precise way to actually get it functional that I won't remember yeah, how but, to do that again and I'd have to look it all up again and that's, the reason that I have, process. that's the reason I have Sonic Generation still installed in case I want to run Project Unleashed or <laughs> I still have that installed because it's a good game to play I did go back <laughs> to it again like not that long ago it's and I've just realised how much worse I've got at it. Like, well, yeah. like, I've forgotten everything. I might have to just play that game again at some point. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, do it in the... Uh, the Because the, 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 it does do that um, press Y to just go to the next level thing, doesn't it? Mm, kind of. Kind of. Does it? I forget how that works. I thought it had, like, at the end of a stage, you can just press Y and carry on. Oh, well, no, that, that might have been colours, actually. Yeah, that probably was colours. Yeah. At least the first time through generations, you couldn't do that because it had all the unlocking process yeah, and sure. gates and, and stuff. All, and all the side missions that you never do again. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Sega. <laughs> Come back around to Sega. Yeah, apparently. I, I, oh, man. I'd love it if they did Panzer and Jet Set. That would be so good. I mean, there's hope. They've done the Dreamcast Jet Set, so maybe they'll do the original Xbox stuff. Everyone made the original Xbox is a giant pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a bit of a port, like a hell of a port to do. Yeah. Um, no one's got anywhere near emulating it yet. Dan, stop breathing in the mic. Stop <laughs> that. What? <laughs> You're breathing in the mic. It was really vibrating my ears. I'm breathing. Hey. On radio chat. Download <laughs> not evil radio jazz again. That's an old school reference to our own podcast. It is uh, <laughs> evil radio. Actually, I guess that was an outtake, even not even the podcast. No, yeah, might, <laughs> might not have made it on there. It probably made it one of the outtake sets. Smooth and regular. Yeah, smooth and regular, or close and regular. <laughs> close, it was close and regular. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to get up close and regular? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, what else is, go- what else is going on? Uh, speaking of mods and stuff, actually, <laughs> yes. um, Square Enix have chosen to endorse a fan-made Deus Ex upgrade, which is being called Revision. Um, so, uh, I saw a trailer for that. It looks all right. You know, they've done a good job with the environments. I think it's like I don't know. Is it, presumably it's all still running in yeah, like original engine and stuff like that so they're yeah. just making use of the fact that hey modern pcs can probably handle a lot more polygons than they could so we could just use the same engine and cram it for the stuff i think that's what they're doing yeah but you know it looks all right looks good yeah i'm a bit worried they're changing like what they're changing like it's quite nice to have more stuff in the environments and make them a bit nicer even if it isn't the same engine but 
I, I can't remember if their scope went beyond that because I don't think adding stuff is. I don't think you're going to make be able to add stuff as good as the original designers. I don't know in terms of world building stuff. I don't know. I mean, maybe if you take say something like, let's go 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 there and say Halo. Like yes, yeah. you could argue that the the anniversary edition of Halo One perhaps changed the feel in ways that yeah, for the, worst, the, the aesthetic of the world that wasn't yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it looked it looked good technically, but perhaps the style wasn't all there. No. But they did a fantastic job with Halo Two. Yeah, the same yeah. team. So you know, it's a, a, yeah, a, maybe maybe that's uh, using Halo as a guide. Fifty fifty. It's definitely <laughs> an art. Yeah, it's a skill. Yeah, yeah trying to do these HD updates. Then again, looking back, does Deus Ex really have much of a style worth keeping? I mean, it's just like great. No, I mean, it was very, the graphics were pretty bad when it came out. I think. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it does have some visual style, definitely, I think. Like, especially the Hong Kong stuff. And like the, I, I guess the augmented guys like Gunter and stuff, they're quite distinctive. Oh, yeah, sure. sure the but yeah, I know what you mean. And the fact that it's just... Uh, it's a really long game, isn't it? It's like it's easily like a thirty-hour game, which is quite unusual well, for a first-person shooter. Yeah, and it I takes mean, I place can... entirely at night. There is zero sunlight <laughs> in the whole game. Like, there's no gap where yes. like the sunlight should be or whatever. Yes, that is kind of weird. But it's like, what? Yeah, you're right. And then at the same breath, like if you're like using a a community-made mod, for instance, because they're pulling in, you know, presumably pulling in quite a large number of guys to do art assets and stuff like that. The risk is that the styling becomes different based on what team is working on what section. Yeah. But that's yeah. true of any large project. You just need yeah, some yeah. group of people curating it all and saying, no, no, no you've gone off. Um, you've gone off plan here. It doesn't quite fit. Um, you know, to a lesser extent, I've seen that happen with the Sonic 2 HD project, which is apparently still happening. Um, that like, but when people submit artwork and stuff like that, they go for a feel, and it's like, okay, you know, this this is closer to what we're after, and <coughs> oh, actually, the work you've done here to improve this is 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 much better mm. um, than what we had even thought of. So it's yeah, uh, yeah. So you you just need a curator. I might give it a try. I don't know. I'll have a look. Uh, there's been another mysterious Kotor two patch. Adding like cloud saves and achievements and stuff. Like there was already oh, yeah. one, and there's been another one apparently. So weird. It is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, that game is I guess weird. Maybe there's maybe people are still buying it. <laughs> well, yeah, they are, but I mean, do they? That game is quite strange. Oh, it's fine. It's no longer canon. You can do. It. They can do what they want. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I don't think the canonicity of it ever mattered because it was set like 3,000 years before. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. It's like, could that still be canon? Because does the canon wipe really only apply to post the films? I guess. Rather yeah. than pre the films. Or maybe even mid the films. <laughs> well, yeah, that little gap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, I mean, Kotor 1 had like the explanation for the origins of the Galactic, of the, of the Republic and and it was those Rakata types, weren't they, that were like the first civilization in the galaxy or something, or I suppose. It had a lot of like fundamental law stuff, which presumably isn't canon at all. Mm. It still could be. 
It could be, yeah. Yeah, because okay, it's completely it irrelevant. Yeah, because it doesn't, <laughs> yeah, change, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It could be, but isn't. Yeah. I mean, what about the what about the other game, the current MMO game? Because <laughs> that the old Republic. Oh so, yeah, yeah. That probably fits in the same category. I reckon, like, probably it probably could be, but isn't. Yeah, that seems weird if that isn't like canon, given it's a current running product. Isn't it? It is, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's still going. And apparently, like, since it's gone free to play, it's been doing all right for EA. Like, that was a good move. (laughs) Yeah, definitely a good move. It's still one of the most expensive games ever made, and I don't know how much return they saw on that, but yeah. No, but maybe it's getting there. Maybe it's getting to the point where it's like it's making enough money that, you know, the project can't, isn't. (laughs) A financial failure for them. It's just right. not the great success they were hoping for. Maybe no. I don't. You know, I don't. I don't know. I don't know the figures on that. But yeah, you know, there's a re- there's a reason why it's still running. I guess most MMOs that fail like die within a year and they're mm. killed. Like I don't know, the Conan one is the one I always remember. Like I knew people that got into that and it died within like six months or something. Maybe it's only still running because they killed the other Star Wars MMO beforehand, and everyone well, had. Oh, and yeah, everyone yeah. was like, "Well, there's only one left, so we have to play that one because it's it? the only Star Wars MMO." <laughs> if the other one had been there, we would probably would have played with that. Was it just called Galaxies? Yeah, yeah. There was Sony that one, wasn't yeah. it? And... Yeah, Sony were cleaning up their servers and thought this needs to go. <laughs> Uh, what else we got? Let's talk, talk about Nintendo NX. Um, so yeah, uh, a Wall Street Journal article came out. Okay, which you can't read because the Wall Street Journal is behind a paywall. Yeah. Yep. So fortunately, lots of other journalists. Have been Murdoch, like, yeah, it? here's what it says. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably I don't know. Um. So. Further confirming that a source from Foxconn, uh, you know, that uh, somewhat maligned manufacturer um, of pretty much all the world's electronics. Yeah. Who do it on the cheap, but all their workers commit suicide because it's terrible. Um, It's a slight exaggeration, but yeah. (laughs) yeah, Pretty much. Yeah, slight exaggeration. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. Yeah. But they had another one relatively recently or something. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, so that they, they some apparently a source from Foxconn spilled, talked a little bit about how uh, the console is coming together and things like that. So uh, that it is in, now increasingly likely that it will be a some kind of mobile platform and home console mashup with the ability of linking the two together or from splitting the mobile element out. Mm-hmm. So maybe a Wii U with a 3DS as the gamepad. You know, maybe they're doubling down on this idea or something, or, you know, the successor to the 3DS might be the gamepad, maybe, um, or the control device, mm. uh, which we've kind of always thought they should really have done for a while now, right? Just, like, you, you've kind, they've kind of been toying with this idea for a really long time, but just never felt like they went for it. Yeah, um, like- they got a bit further with the gamepad, I guess. Yeah. Even though that wasn't a huge success. But you can't take that that far, can you? No, I guess not. And, you know, it was a, it was perhaps a market miscalculation because that gamepad must cost a lot mm. for them to make. You know, because that, that, I'm still impressed by their practically zero latency transmission of video to that thing. Yeah, that's cool. It's like, that's still an impressive feat. 
Um, so, I, you know, whatever tech they devised for that thing, it must be costing them quite a bit. Hence why the Wii U is still like £300 or something. It's a, it might not be £300. It's like $300. Um, which is a lot of money for a console that is basically as powerful as a 360. Um, with a gamepad. Um, so, yeah, supposedly going down that route. And the quote that has caught most people's attention is that this Foxconn guy said, industry-leading chips. And it's like, what does that mean? Does that mean that they're going for like Xbox One or PS4-style performance? No. They, or does that mean they must that be talking relative say, to the mobile power requirements or whatever? Probably. Yeah. I mean, are, are they just getting like mobile processors in there for like, the game so. device and stuff like that? Like whatever, the Apple A9X or whatever it is they're yeah. on now, something like that. Um, some sort of equivalent chipset in their devices. It's like, I mean, it, it. that's, my opinion is, yes, that's what they mean, that it's going to be powered by some kind of industry-leading mobile chipset yeah, on both definitely. sides of the equation, probably. Yeah, um, I so. And but this still means that this thing might be quite expensive if you're thinking about it, because it's like if it's a home console platform that presumably has its own power built in and stuff, mm. um, linked to a mobile device on which to play it, this could be another pricey endeavor from. I mean, your your phone costs twice as much as a home console at this point, isn't it? Oh, sure, like the new More. Lumias, yeah. which I've got my eyes on, are like five hundred and fifty <laughs> quid or something. Like you yeah. bought them out, right? It's yeah. like yeah, it's, it's a lot of money. People, t- people seem to forget how much a mobile actually costs because yeah. of the contract exactly. obfuscation. Yeah. Like a new iPhone is like more than that. It's like 600 to 700, isn't it? Yeah. They're expensive things. Mm. And in a way, rightly so. They're <coughs> r- ridiculous bits. Of yeah, shit. they're insane. But it's a whole computer in your pocket. It's mental. How they even come close to being as powerful as they are is it's baffling sometimes. There's just so much We've pressure because it on. There's just so much pressure to develop that technology because it makes so much money. That's the reason yeah. the biggest company in the you know the most valuable company in the world makes them. You know they're more valuable than freaking oil companies. Yeah. Or what? What else would you think? Defense companies. What? What would you think would make the most money? You'd think it'd be oil or something, wouldn't you? Yeah. Traditionally. Or railways or something. I don't know what the old. Uh, not in, the railways anymore. Yeah, okay, no. but in the old days, I don't know shipping or something. What would make? Maybe, but no, maybe aircraft. Maybe you know, that. Yeah, maybe Boeing aspects. or something. But no, Apple yeah. is by far the most valuable company. Yeah, it's nuts. It's crazy, something, man. Something somewhat ethereal in a way. Mm. Um. Uh. Yeah. So that's all that we sort of know about NX. It's like. The, the other leaks that happened prior to this that I don't think we ever really talked about were, um, you know, that in theory, like they're building prototype NXs right now, Foxconn. Yeah, sure. Um, and they're involved in that process right now with the hope of going into mass production kind of Easter next year, which mm-hmm. implies that we should see the NX revealed and launched next that year. That E3. Well, I don't know about the launch. Maybe the year after. What you don't mass, you don't mass after. produce Easter yeah. and then not launch that year. Would have to I be. don't think you could mass produce and make it for Christmas and announce it. I think you could. At the same time. I think you can. I think that's you what could from with, Easter to Christmas. I think that's what yeah. happened with Bone and Four. Yeah. Yeah, but they, everyone knew those were coming for ages before that. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. there was a big lead up to that happening. I think um, you need to 
you need to build someone out of hype. <laughs> what was there? Thinking about it, when was the bone announced? Was it the same year that it came out? I think it perhaps might have been like early. Yeah, early that year. Yeah, early 2013, and then and then it came out later that year. Who knows? Like, yeah, it, I mean that that suggests that maybe if they follow that pattern, Inti will do something in January or early in the year through their digital means, and then you know do the games blow out at E3 like everyone does. Because that seems to be what the new focus of E3 is. It's like, let's not talk about the hardware so much. Let's talk about the games. And it's there's like, only hardware like once every seven years or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have any hardware to talk about. Apart from that, they do, because everyone's making VR shit, I yeah. guess. In theory, it's a good time for Ninty to get in, because it's like, you know, these things, the main consoles will have been out a couple of years, meaning in theory, if, they, if it is based on similar performance technology, the cost of that might have decreased a bit for them to make. So maybe like profit wise, it's like well, we can make a comparable console but not lose too much cash in the early, in the early game, and win Nintendo. So you know, fuck you. Nintendo <laughs> should just make make the portable part of this console a VR headset or an AR headset. <laughs> I don't think Nintendo would go that far. <laughs> I mean, the ultimate win. Just slip that in. Just yeah, as the just, VR is starting. Just beat hard as part of the, the console. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the mobile element. Yeah, exactly. You wear it and then you hold a controller, but it's like the screens are on your eyes, but it also can do AR, <laughs> so you can enhance the game. Do you really think Ninty would want to go to revisit no, Virtual Boy? I don't think they would. I don't, yeah, it's like, it, I don't think, there's no real indication that Nintendo's going to get into the VR or AR market at all, because there's like, everyone else is paired up. It's like, you've got the Morpheus with, with Sony, and then you've got Microsoft and the Oculus, and then you've got Steam with the <laughs> Vive, and then there's Nintendo, and they just don't have one yet. <laughs> it's, it's, it, like, for my, I'm, I'm trying to ra- rationalise it in my head, that I don't think Ninty would go revisit I think, the grounds they've uh, already trodden, in a way. Like, even though VR, like, back in the 80s or whenever it was, was or 90s, like early 90s, like was too fledgling to even really consider. Um, but at the same time, they do have a habit of trying new weird and wonderful things. But That's if true. they did VR or AR, it wouldn't be Oculus and it wouldn't be HoloLens. They would do something different just mm. because. Yeah, but what else different can you do? Because VR and AR are really the only two know. options. What like, would it what's be? What's the third option? Yeah, what would it be? Well, you know, last time Ninto, Nin- Ninty said, well, yeah, here's the gamepad. That nobody wants. Nintendo will suddenly come up with actual holograms somehow. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Okay, they've solved everything. Like, uh, help hey me, guys, Obi Wan Kenobi. We just thought about this in a Nintendo like way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we thought about this in a Nintendo like way and came up with shit that no one had thought of somehow. Because the but thing with v- VR is that, that goes against <laughs> like, the Nintendo uh, way of thinking is that, like, VR, like to do in the Oculus way, you need a lot of power. Like, the PS4 is, like, borderline, really. PS4 is yeah. super powerful as a home console, but it's pretty borderline for what you need to do a good VR experience. And I don't think Nintendo sure. care about power as that, as we know. So like they would suddenly be going from like the low power innovative option to like, in order to do VR, you would have to go to something, something crazy. I don't think N- it's Ninty need a, there. Ninty, like, well, I don't know. Ninty either go like, on a on a platform by which which is not too expensive in which to deliver their style of games, or they pull what they always have pulled in like their most successful moments in the past, 
which is when they do something absolutely brand new, mm. like the Wii, uh, absolutely brand new, knocked it out of the park. The DS, even yeah, you say that, I didn't want to buy a brand new. <laughs> but yeah, fair enough. But it was a huge it, success. You, know, you might not have hardcore gamers might not have, but they tapped into some consumer imagination about the future of video games that worked. Mm. And you know, you could argue that the DS was the same thing. That that touchscreen, that way of that form of marketing to everyone, even if those family ads are the most excruciating things to watch for normals. <laughs> well, no, I guess normals to to games players. Uh, what Nicole Kidman playing Nintendo or something? Yeah, yeah, or Patrick Stewart brain training himself. Um. Yeah, somehow that worked. So that maybe if they did something completely brand new, and how about how about not holograms? How about programmable matter? <laughs> to like have a big table that has sand on it, and then it like from some kind of magnetic field, you can have it make shapes. Yeah, and some sort of big hero six number going on. Yeah, exactly. Except not as good as that because it's the first generation of that technology. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> people have, have you ever seen those like? Those those games that based around like blocks with screens on, yeah, and things like that. That always seemed like an interesting well, they concept. Did, they did that thing with like the table that makes music, and then the blocks, the orientation, and they make. Oh yeah, stuff. that was really cool. That was that, cool. You know, that was never going to be a product. No. <laughs> Who did Unfortunately. that? Unfortunately, I don't know. Some it was like a prototype, really. That. Yeah, it was like maybe it was something in conjunction with a surface type device yeah possibly you know the big table surfaces yeah it's like yeah it was a, it was a cool thing you could make loops out of the blocks and stuff and then oh, yeah. you put them on the table like controls would appear around the blocks so you could actually like say oh, you alter what that block is and then you move that block into place in the chain and where it was in the chain created different effects and it's like that's cool physical music <laughs> Whether or not you'd actually create anything of like value with that stuff is the next problem. But as a toy, it's excellent. It's like those, I don't know, if you're, I've toyed with quite a few like iPad music apps that are basically just like, hey, do stuff on the screen. Just mash your palm onto the screen right now in this certain way and you'll get something out of it. And they're cool, but they're not really composition or anything no. like you could potentially use in, um, I don't know, professional media, unless you were doing some kind of performance art, I suppose. But Or you just wanted like a basic loop to start from and then you'd go and use actual tools. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, for that, it could be used as an inspiration thing. I mean, that's never worked with for me, but because I'm inspirationally dry as the desert at the moment. <laughs> but it's really freaking difficult. I spent hours working on a track that I actually don't like. <laughs> it's like that's the worst it's like like the concept sounds great in my head and then you put it into reality and it's like this is shit <laughs> oh sucks I can't make it work I should give up do something else play more games <laughs> yeah clearly always the solution god damn it it's like, um, what, my most successful projects have been game remixes the last last few ones I've done and it's like I just don't know what to do next is the problem I haven't had a good idea for what to remix next you should have entered that competition for the Rocket League remix but that song is already like the problem with like trying a remix an electro song where it's like already just 
blips and bloops and cuts and things like that. Unless it's one of those Hollywood principle songs from Rocket League. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I mean, they like, have, like, the Rocket League theme isn't exactly mixable. They had like but... preset samples to use or whatever, so it wasn't like you'd have to cut it up yourself. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that was happening. But you know how long it takes me to make anything. Well, yeah, exactly. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have you made it in made time. It in time. <laughs> yeah. I did have someone like stroke my ego a few months ago saying like, because my Planet Wisp remix is up on SoundCloud, right. like while it's been set in the OC remix queue for like six months. Yeah, naturally. Um, apparently they've only just got to the start of 2014. Like, oh no, to the end of 2014, sorry. So it's probably good another five months until they even see it. Um, yeah, I did have someone go, you should totally post this to OC remix. And it's like, yeah, way ahead of you. <laughs> you don't understand how that system works. No. Don't get me wrong, I like OC Remix and I love their curation and I love the effort they put into it, but boy are they slow! <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so the other thing I, wanted, I got on my list that oh, the news. interesting to talk about, again, it's not really news, but, you know, Rock Band 4 and Guitar Hero Live are now amongst us. Yeah. And, uh, is Guitar Hero out? Guitar Hero is now out, oh. uh, I believe. Uh, it's like 60 quid, I think, for the, uh, oh, the, okay. game, the game and a new guitar. Oh, that's all right then. Mm. Okay. It's, not, it's not too bad. It's not too badly priced. Um, I don't, I think my initial thoughts about those franchises and where those games were going don't hold water anymore because I, I haven't played Guitar Hero Live yet. So take this with a little bit of salt. But it's like, just looking into it, it's like, yes, I still think the Guitar Hero Live live experience stuff is kind of dumb. Mm. And I think most of the internet sort of agrees, still. But they're making moves in the right direction regarding their sort of like party play stuff that I can't ignore. Right. It's like, there is, there is, there is something to the guitar and there's something to the new fret layout that I think is kind of neat, even if I can't wrap my head around just watching those note patterns. Yeah. It's like, there's a bit in my head that's just going, that's, I don't, what, that's not as easy. I don't, don't fully understand what's going on. Mm. But I guess it's something you can learn. You get um, used to it, yeah. But then it's the, the Guitar Hero TV stuff. Is Now we know more about it. It's way more interesting than I first thought. So what's, like, what's new? So the Guitar Hero TV system is there. It's like their DLC stuff, basically. Like you can um, for free, you get with the game, you get access to a streaming channel, effectively that is playing just songs one after the other. You don't get to pick what the songs are; they just keep coming, um, and you play along with whatever's whatever's happening. Which I'm kind of okay with because you know, in a way, that one of the hardest things with those games once you have a big library is picking what the bloody hell you're going to do next. Yeah. It's like and if the game's just going, then it's like fine. I just want to strum some tunes. This is this is a cool way to relax. And you know they've gone to the effort of making it a bit like the party modes from the previous games, where you if you if it detects you've put the guitar down, it just fades out the, the track, and like you're just watching music videos like a channel. Right. It's like okay, neat idea. <laughs> you okay. know, um, you pick up the guitar and it immediately like brings you back into the game, and you just carry on. And obviously, because it's streaming, it's always on no fail. So you're just there to. You can you can still get a score. It's leaderboarding you at the same time as other players are live, so you know you can see where you are uh, against other people playing the same track 
And it's like something about that comes feels kind of cool to me. I don't know. Um, but where things get more interesting is with their like payment models and stuff like that. So you can pay a bit more, like like a subscription, I think, and gain access to more channels. Um, but they also have this system of plays where you can buy plays, which let you play any. You buy a certain number of things, like a jukebox. And then you can gain, like, play any song you want in the Guitar Hero library, like anything, even ones from the, the streaming channels. You can just pick whatever you want. Um, and there you go. You, you've got access to it. But best of all, they finally done the thing that we've all been saying would be a great idea for these games for ages. And that for like two pounds or something, you can buy a 24 hour pass. Oh, sweet. And that grants you access to everything. Oh, that's great. Streaming. So the, I guess the, the the risk with this is like for people that are well, a little bit like me who are aren't sure about the Spotify model and you know not owning your music access. Mm. Um, if if Guitar Hero servers went down or if Guitar Hero dies for whatever reason or the service is unavailable, then none of this works. Mm. Uh, the whole game basically ceases to function apart from playing the live gigs. Um, and stuff like that. So the longevity of this is questionable. Um, but like everything else about it is spot on. Like that's what you want, right? You just want to be able to say like, uh, like I'm only going to use this potentially in party scenarios. Mm. Let's, let's put a couple of quid in and have a great night. Um, but which is odd because the better game in which to do that is rock band. <laughs> which has followed everything about Rock Band to the letter. Like, it is just Rock Band. The DLC model is the same. They haven't mm. innovated at all. No. And it's... Which is massively disappointing. It's like... Yeah. Oh, this is a great opportunity to change things up a bit, you know, and because they have that huge library of songs. You know, if they did something like this, it'd be... Would it be they cool? Would be, uh, they, it, would, it would be amazing. If Rock Band just followed this model... Like, because obviously it, th- this proves that the model is possible, right? Mm, because yeah, Guitar Hero yeah. have achieved it. Like, the, the whole worries about perhaps the licensing of the music was the, the hurdle to this. That's obviously not true. Well, uh, yeah, at least for the songs that Guitar Hero has. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Guitar Hero's library is obviously smaller than Rock Band's, like, 1500 track list or whatever. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, and maybe there are some hurdles to licensing their entire library. But even if they had something where it licensed the vast majority of it. Mm. Then you'd be there. You'd be laughing. Yeah. So, you know, Rock Band's thing was always like, we have to try and like be nice to the customers that have been invested in us for so long because, you know, we're the same game. Therefore, customers would assume it's like, well, can't I just play all my content that I already have? And it's like, yes, then to a certain extent, they mostly achieved that even if the interface by which you do that is super clunky and kind of broken, apparently. Mm. But you can. You can still access all your old stuff. So but they, so perhaps they're left in the awkward positions, like if we wanted to do these karaoke passes, we somehow have to support both models, and maybe that's a problem for them licensing-wise. Mm. And that we can't do both. Um, or maybe the music industry treats those as two separate licenses, and it's like, oh, we would need both. And it's like, oh, that's prohibitively expensive. Um, to run. So maybe Guitar Hero having a fresh start gives them the ability to do that and not have a normal DLC model. You know, all these questions are interesting, but the game that would be better for the party scenario is would be Rock, Rock Band. Band. Yeah. 
because you can have what is it? Uh, so if you have two guitars, a drummer, probably up to three vocalists because of the harmonizing system. It's like that's a lot of players you could get in and get involved. Mm. It's, yeah. it's more of a party game, but has the wrong model for a party game. <laughs> Seems like Guitar Hero always winning on innovation this time around. Anyway, yeah, oh, for sure. Well, it always was, wasn't it? It was going to be different. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yes, the live element is dumb, but their online and streaming service is real interesting. Mm. Maybe if they then eventually added, like, went back to the other plastic instruments, <laughs> like, it is support for their old drum kit support. Oh yeah. Uh, well, maybe they'll know, add it. Bo- yeah. Bring vocals into it. Then maybe they've got a winner on their hands here. Sorry, harmonics, you you may have lost this battle. Are there any good songs out of the box in the new Guitar Hero? Well, this is the thing: the track list between both of those games, you know, isn't stellar. Both of them seem to shy away from classics, I suppose. Right. Um, to some extent, you know, there's some Elvis in Rock Band Four, but you know, um, not necessarily. Uh, I don't know. Rock Band has been accused of being too American in its focus. And Guitar Hero has been accused of being too contemporary. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So n- neither one's track list sets me on fire, if that's a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great phrase. <laughs> Burns my loins. <laughs> well, yeah. Loin burning. That's what we're all after. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I just thought that was, that that was interesting. Oh, and also, people like us are somewhat screwed anyway because apparently the Rock Band Four doesn't support wired three sixty stuff. So most of our kit is wired, <laughs> and it's right, like, yeah. well, fuck. This is like of all their talk about. Oh yeah, we're going to be supporting everything, and it's like, yeah, they didn't. If you have the wireless yeah, three sixty no. stuff, they can, you can get a dongle which will make all that stuff work. You just plug the dongle into the Xbox and then all the wireless equipment attaches to that and then the dongle does the magic of making it work in the game. Why can't they but, just do that for the wired ones? I mean, yeah, the wired stuff is USB. <laughs> just plug a hub into the console, have the console figure it out. I mean, it, what is the problem there? <laughs> Drivers. Hmm. They should yeah. be able to do it. They should be able to do it. Even if the dongle, they make a dongle that you then plug all your USB things and it's the thing doing the translating. Yeah. It should be possible. I mean, they've done all the wired stuff on PS4. You can use all your wired PS3 kit right. on just PS4. On it's just the 360 stuff that is boned. Bale. X-boned. And it's... It, that's... Uh, what are you doing, people? What are you doing? Right. Well, I think also, might... people seem slightly confused why there isn't very much band customization in the new one. But, you know, because that was done, and no one cares. <laughs> yeah, no one yeah. cares, really. But, you know, it's like, if you're going to have this fully customizable set of people, it's like, go, go all in with it, don't cut things out, is what people have been saying. But Anyway. Indeed. News! That's the end of news. It's time for what you've been playing. I think we're going Can for... Can I have a go? Because, like, I don't know, I've missed the last couple of weeks. <laughs> no, we've got to have Dan tell us about fucking Metal Gear. That's the whole reason we didn't do a podcast last yeah. week when it could, we could have just done it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, right, let's go Metal Gear. Let's start No, come on. No, you better go, Rob. You go, and I'll cut Well, talk. damn it. <laughs> All right, let me do one thing, and then it will come back to me later if there's time. Um, Battlefront beta. Right. Beta. Because that's sort of news, I guess. Yeah, sort of news. 
I played a bit of that. On what platform? Well, on the PC while it was running. Because I think they only ran it on PS4 and PC. I don't think they ran an X-Bone beta. Right, okay. Um, yeah, How are you so feeling? I played, I, Were you getting repeatedly shot in the head and very frustrated? Because that's what I keep hearing. A bit yeah. of that, yeah. Um, I, I'm feeling very mixed about it. Because there are elements of it that I think are spot on. Um, well, the, the visuals, yeah, the the visuals are amazing. Yeah. That sa- oh, the soundtrack. Oh, How oh it's it good. on your PC then? Nicely. Absolutely I... fine. Oh, I could pretty much max have to... it out and it ran great. I'm just such a Star Wars fan. I might have to just get it anyway, even if it's not that good. <laughs> From a bit, I mean, you know, canonically, obviously, stuff doesn't make sense. Like, in terms of the no, world, stuff that. doesn't make sense. They've definitely gamified a lot of it. But, boy, it looks and sounds amazing. Even things down to, like, how the characters, the stormtroopers especially, how the stormtroopers move and how the sort of camp way they die. Yeah. Like, the sort of... Like, all well, of I that read something is about the fantastic. tech involved in getting stormtroopers to look plasticky correctly. Plasticky. <laughs> oh, really? Like, like every well, sure, surely they don't have, they don't have to try. Quite right. Surely they don't have to try very hard, right? Because like modern graphics, like are yeah. all g- 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 like edging towards everything looking plasticine and plastic yeah. anyway. <laughs> that seems to be next gen is plasticine. But it has some kind of new materials lighting feature. Which apparently is like on the whole game, uh, no matter what graphics settings you choose, it's always on whatever this this technology or whatever, and it's got some fancy I, lighting on materials thing that's new or whatever for this one. Anyway, I but, think that's one of the things that Unreal Engine Four has been trying to push. As yeah, one the, yeah, one of the yeah. key features. Even has been doing that a lot lately as well with all their new new texture files for ships, I guess, <laughs> that ha- implement their new. Materials particle, engine or something. Particle based lighting or whatever the fuck they're calling it. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah, plastic materials. Oh, was that all you had to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're the one who's only talking about okay, Sorry, I thought you were going off on a material. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but you're, you're not wrong. Stuff looks great. I mean, it's not, it's not just uh, like just straight up how things look statically. The animation is. is especially cool there's, there's just something about the way the stormtroopers fall over and sort of shuffle around and it just looks right mm. um i think when things start to fall apart a bit is when you start introducing people that aren't just humans and i'm talking like the, and i'm including the vehicles in that like the well. so I don't, I, the legends i don't think like I, like darth vader and luke i don't think move all that convincingly because no. they move a bit like fps people mm. you know <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't look quite right um and they don't have the epic sword fights that you really want. Really. It's like it's... technically Darth Vader shouldn't even be able to run. No, he should just sort of move around. He should just move really slowly because that's what Darth Vader does. Yeah. He doesn't sprint. No, <laughs> he, he just he is. Just paces. He's just, he's just there. <laughs> I mean, they could have done that if they'd just given him like a giant health pool so he could just take ages to actually get yeah, there. And be, and be but then he'd never be able to hit anyone because they'd all run away. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Well, I guess that's also technically how what Darth Vader does as well. He very rarely actually Catches straight anyone. up murders fools, unless it's another Jedi, <laughs> which case there's a reason for fighting. You'd have to like, yeah, and well, and you could make a mechanic where he's like, he is like a walking, like a slow moving death machine or something, and that you know, and then the enemy team has to make a, a, an effort to take him down. Like, 
a kind of like the whole at-at mode. He's a one-man at-at, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that you kind of have to, oh, God, Darth's coming. Sort him out, guys. I've always been in real trouble. He'll just walk towards the back of our base and start murdering shit. Like, if he, if he gets there, that kind of thing. They could have done something with that, I suppose, to make I don't think you can really make it work, because you can't have him but, be defeated, so... But yeah, I guess. But then you can't really. But the, but then they don't really get defeated. No. Like when they when they lose, this is the dumbest thing. Just kneel down, right? They, yeah, they kneel down, and <laughs> they they just sort of stop and stay there for a very long time. <laughs> like they're just kneeling there for ages. Why don't they, they just finally, fade out, like or something, or or something? Away. I don't know. Or ghost, or like yeah, they should get hit or something, and they have just their clothes fall to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but that's defeat. <laughs> but yeah, but then if you're trying more... not to make them get defeated, you gotta have them be defeated. <laughs> I know, but that would fit better. They should get like folded into an into like an A wing or something. <laughs> so that every game needs folding. Yeah, yeah, that needs to be added to every game. It would just be like they'd send up a flare and then like an A wing would fly past and pick them up. Casually. Yeah, and they didn't seem that important to the balance of the battle either. They just no. sort of died and were a nuisance for a while. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know that that stuff does. I did end up some some hilarious glitches where Luke was kneeling down, but kneeling on a slope, oh, no. and it didn't quite know where to put his knee, so it was like, hey, wait, it's a bit like the early Battlefield beta days where people were like getting extended limbs and stuff. And, oh yeah, yeah. That, all, that's always the problem with like the weird ground sensing animation yeah. movement stuff. Yeah, it, there'll it, always be a slope that's slightly too steep somewhere, and it'll make everything glitch the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to do some kind of kneel dance, um, yeah. So that kind of falls down for me. And like, and I, I did get to f- fly some of like uh, some of the vehicles. Like, I flew a tie, a, a proper tie, not an interceptor. Although cool. apparently the interceptors are there, and um, and one of the snow speeders. But yeah, uh, point one. Like most battlefield games, I'm I'm not 100 percent sure I get the point in being in an air vehicle most of the time. Like, the helicopters make sense, but being in a jet to take out ground targets just seems impossible. Like, and I have that same problem here. I didn't quite figure out how to make them useful. I mean, the ties, I guess, are only useful for taking out the snow speeders, um, which are only useful in the... Okay, let's talk about the game mode, because the game mode is weird, like the okay. Walker Assault thing, because yeah, this may yeah. explain some of my confusion here. Um, so... The, the game mode is, is there are two at-at walkers that are slowly making their way towards a shield generator because apparently their guns are the only thing that can destroy the shield generator, you know, in typical weird Star Wars fashion. Yeah, um, well, it's the Battle of Hoth, basically. That's yeah. that's how it goes. Kind of, yeah. So <laughs> With the real Battle of Hoth, there wasn't really anything apart from the 80 <laughs> I guess. Well, there were <laughs> all these ATS. ground troops and shit running around. Yeah, no, there was those but... Yeah. But so the, what the rebels have to do is they have to maintain radar uplinks or something, which if you, the longer you hold them, the more Y wings you call in, um, the more Y wing points, I suppose you build up. And at three points during the match, all your Y wing, Y wing points that you have built out, uh, get cashed in, I suppose. And they start a yeah. bombing run on the ats that can only take their shields down. But the more yep. Y-wings you have, the longer their shields are down. And everyone on the Rebel team is then supposed to pound these things mm-hmm. in unison whenever their shields go down, which obviously is made incredibly difficult because the Imperials have to then, like, pretty much just picking people off super easily. Because um, all they're doing no one... is shooting the at and not paying attention. Because yeah. they have to. Because they have to, yeah. Like, 
because and winning imp- that game is really, really hard as the Rebels. I didn't yeah. see it done. It's not. Um, I mean, basically, so people were speculating that like um, it was intentionally skewed to the Imperials, uh, but then um, eventually Dice came out and were like, "Yeah, it's unbalanced. It's a beta. We're going to fix it." Yeah, it's so yeah. unbalanced though. It's just yeah. it was. I, I didn't even see one at at go down. Yeah, like it, it both does were happen apparently, alive. and it would be pr- yeah. pretty exciting I mean, if you managed to do it. And and also in, in there terms is a of there like, is a clutch system like they added. Like so, apparently during the third bombing run, the snow speeders get the ability to tow cable. Um, right. There was yeah. something about which which I actually got a chance to do. Like I got I was in the snow speeder at the time, and it came up with, with the option. It's like man, we're gonna have to resort to the tow cables. And it's like, okay, awesome, let's do this. So I got in range, the prompt comes up, I press the buttons, but the ATAT was on a bit of terrain where it had a slope right next to it. Right. So, so you I just tried doing the loop and it. just flew straight into the slope. And it's like, how yeah. are you supposed to bloody do this anyway? Well, they're yeah. not saying that that one is the one that you can't take. That you can't it. take it. You just have to yeah. do the other one. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know that. <laughs> no, how you so, know that, yeah. Yeah. So that that's... The mode, in theory, is interesting, but I had... Okay, the problems I have with it are the spawning is mental. Like, you just seem to spawn in a random location over the entire bloody map. Right. And, like, so you don't know where you are. You could appear, like, completely miles away from where you last spawned and be totally fine. And then you'll spawn right in the thick of battle where your team is just being completely locked down the next. And it's like... I don't know what the hell I'm... Like, yeah, and getting a feel for where you are in the battlefield which is just completely white outside, is kind of difficult. It's like, well, how far forward am I? Where, where am I? Um, there are sort of like zones which you eventually sort of learn. It's like, okay, this bit's the last bit because it all becomes trench warfare and stuff like that. But it's, it, 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 it takes a really long time to get a handle on because it's just all white. Um, uh, so there's that. I think the spawning is all, all over the place. Um, it's the the whole mechanic of yeah, you turn to shoot the thing at this precise moment it gives the Imperials just a chance to just be all like, well, now we can easily pick off guys. So that makes the rebels not want to shoot at the atats and like so they because they no one wants to die, and so the rebels don't do it. <laughs> so mm. yeah, that game mode has problems, mm. and also I don't think flying the vehicles is very fun anyway. It felt odd. I couldn't figure out how to do it properly. Um. Not that flying stuff in Battlefield has ever been particularly intuitive. But that was the thing, is that you can't, like, if you were good at flying in Battlefield, say somehow you got good at it, at it, you could be on a team and you could just be the guy that goes and gets the plane and you could be in the plane the whole... Whereas with this, it doesn't work like that, because basically power-ups. Yeah, that's so, kind of what I ended so up doing Random people get the thing at a random yeah. time, so you well, can never be like not- an expert guy. It's not as random as people have made out. There, there are set locations where the power-ups spawn, so you can like right. you could perhaps wait around for the Tie Fighter icon to appear. It doesn't just always in front of in uh, okay. random. Yeah, you can spawn right in front of it, which is the only way I've been able to get hold of this stuff. Um, but as far as I can tell, they always spawn in the same place. Um, and you know these power ups also extend to being like, oh, you could spawn in a as the gunner in the AT eighty or control on ATST, which is which I did get to do. Um, that that never came up but i just i found handling them just really weird i just couldn't get to grips with what what was going on um yeah not sure not sure about the vehicle side 
I mean, in the spawning problem, even was sort of present even on the pod game type. It's like you could be because the pod game mode is kind of cool in theory, and you know, a pod comes from out of the sky, and you've got to hold it for a certain amount of time successfully before it gets claimed and becomes yours. The enemy team gets a counter claim on it, and the timer resets, and they've got to then defend it for a certain amount of time to claim it. And it's like, and in theory, that's fine, except for the fact that you could just spawn behind the enemy team's push. And it's just like, ha I've got all you guys. Or it could happen to you. And you're like, oh, for the love of... Mm. It just seems really random. Mm. It's like, it's, it is because it is. There's a, the spawning is random, pretty much. It doesn't seem to have much of a... like it's, it, When a new pod comes down is the worst, because that's where it seems to shift the spawn points most dramatically. Like there, seem, there does seem to pick two areas with which to spawn, but then they seem to randomly change every now and then. And it's like, you just, could just have an entire squad coming up behind you. And that's no fun. Don't find it so, Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about it. Is is the is the ignoring all the card stuff and the, the, the lack of progression systems that it didn't really have either. It's and yeah, I don't know where I sit on it. In that as usual, dice have absolutely nailed the visual and sound design, but I'm just unsure about the gameplay. Mm. It and for it to be a full price product. Which it will be really which it will be because Star Wars. Um, that I kind of agree with the sentiment that has been stated a few other places where it, this game feels like it's going to have to have a lot of content to. There's quite a bit more sense. than there's in the beta, but I don't know how much. Sure. But yeah, how much? Like Battlefield games have always felt a little bit shy on the map count. So mm. is this going to be in that yeah, same boat? Yeah. Probably. Probably. I mean, the. the it's the same argument that I raised with the new Plants vs. Zombies, in a way, in that, that because that's now a full-price title, that game's going to need a lot more content than what the first one shipped with in order to be... in order for that to make sense. Mm. Um, so here's hoping that's not their downfall, in both cases. So yeah, Star Wars. But, no oh man, you've got to listen to that. So cool. Pew. Like when you're when you're when you're running alongside an ATST and you're hearing that pew, 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 that it does. It's <laughs> awesome. So good. That. Yeah. Even just, see- oh, there are certain there are certain effects in that game that are just beautiful. Like I, when the pods are coming down from the sky, like you've got that Titanfall look to them where it's like, oh you can see them coming from miles away. Uh-huh. Like if you just look to the sky, you can see the pod coming, and it looks great. And then it hits the ground, and the smoke goes up, and there's this really big cloud created on the map for a while, and it's like, oh, it's so good, awesome. But all of this is aesthetic, and it's like, uh, I can't play a game for aesthetics alone. No, no, it's got to it's got to play well. It's got to be nice. It doesn't sound like it's that bad to play. No, it's just it doesn't feel like it's where it should be. Right. Well, it is a beta. Maybe they'll yeah, sure, it, but, but yeah. it's not long until it comes out. No, that's true. Well, see how they do. Did you see the trailer? I did not. No. Mm. Are you planning not to? Yes, because <laughs> I don't know. I think I saw enough in the first couple. I'm yeah. not sure I really want to see anymore. Right. This, well, <laughs> that's the thing. Like this first, this is the first trailer that isn't a teaser trailer, but it's basically just a long teaser trailer. Like there's no nothing. There's no, no actual information. story. It's just no bits of cool shots. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. It's like cool. if I'm going to enjoy this to the fullest, and you know, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. No, like you know, I'd, I'd love the world more than their execution. Um, 
I, yeah, I really kind of just don't want to go into it with any expectations. Yeah. You enjoy things more, I find. You know. Yeah, I think you're Although right. saying that, I, mean, I am going deep on figuring out stuff about Halo 5, but which I really shouldn't, but get, <laughs> get hyped for Halo. It's less than a week now, boys. Okay, so next time will be Halo cast. Cool. Damn right. <laughs> right. I, Talk Metal Gear. Yeah. Talk us. Jeez. What am I supposed to say now? <laughs> I did. I played quite a lot of it, but um, not so much this week. But yeah, I mean, it's really good. Funnily enough, I I, I have a feeling like it's pretty obvious it's going to be Giant Bomb's game of the year at <laughs> the rate they were talking. About. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're but, all yeah. they're all obsessed with it. Apart from like the front of the, what was it the Ford? Front, I was about to say front of base, no Ford operating base. Ford operating base stuff. Yeah, well, obviously, which sounds sounds sketchy as hell. Yeah, well, I haven't touched any of that I stuff. I wouldn't have said it's guaranteed to be their game of the year at this point. I mean, the, all the other big games haven't even come out yet. I, I, <laughs> There's what, at least three more awesome games. Yeah, well, what else is coming? Like, like Halo, Halo, Just Cause. Or Just Cause Fall is a good shout, four. actually. Yeah, Fallout. Fallout 4 is probably not going to win anything. No. Apart from maybe most disappointing. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's not going to be that bad. I reckon it'll be good, but I don't reckon it'll be... Best, best. No, it won't be out of the other ones. Yeah. I don't think Just Cause is. Just Cause 3 might. It might, but it, I think it's unlikely to beat Metal Gear in game. I mean, maybe in the old. I like, Far Cry won it one year, didn't it? Uh, or got close. Yeah, what, Far Cry 3? Yeah. I think it did win, didn't it? But that was great. Uh, yeah, not that there's anything wrong with Just Cause or anything. It's just, I mean, Saints Row the third one, Giant Bombs gave it the year, didn't it? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, did uh, they do like that could be similar. But anything to be honest, that. like if you like mental stuff, then actually Metal Gear's got you pretty covered. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. It's, uh, I mean, the what's the weird thing about this game is like, I guess it's true of all of them, but especially this one maybe is that it's it. it takes itself very seriously and it's very sort of straight played very straight but it's also full of insane bullshit and just stuff you can do metal gear games yeah Yeah. exactly that's what i think that's what people i don't know that's because it's like it it, you know afghanistan looks really cool and it looks like afghanistan or whatever and stuff and and it is like you're going in in a helicopter and you've got a gun and you're you're doing a whole super serious military operation like going in and killing Bin Laden or whatever and yet you can like you can attach balloons to sheep and shit and stupid stuff <laughs> and and you could just try shit and it just seems to sort of work more often than not you're like hmm maybe I could try this and, and then it seems to work oh. out it's bizarre. What was the dumb one I heard about the other day like driving a car whilst a smoke bomb is in it Right, and no one pays you any attention because the guards can't see you through the smoke. Through the smoke. Like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't care. They just so see this can... see this jeep, and it's like, oh, no one's in that. It's fine. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I mean, the AI is one of the best things about the game is that the AI is actually good. Like in comparison to something like I don't know, classic. Like for me, the benchmark stealth game for me was always like probably Chaos Theory, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. I really liked, and I still think that had has some things over this in the stealth. Like, I still feel like, you know, I was complaining about the analog movement in um, Ground Zeroes. Uh, and I think in 5, it is much better. But I, I still think it was, you you had a more controllable sneak in uh, Splinter Cell. Um, uh, but, uh, like, oh, the so AI... Oh, you mean the difference, the difference between a gentle press and a hard press, you mean? Yeah, in terms of, yeah, the analog movement, yeah. Because one of the things that speaking on the sneaking, like one of the things I heard is like, isn't the like in Ground Zeroes you effectively have the sneaking suit, right? And that it, yeah, that the, the actually Ground Zeroes is 
more lenient with the stealth than than what Metal Five is until you get the sneak suit. And it's like, oh, that's that's red flagging me a little bit. It's like, no, I wouldn't worry too starts. much. No, I wouldn't worry too much. I think it's easier, at least at the start, stealth wise. I think you have more control. It feels like maybe I've just played it longer, but I think it feels like a bit more polished, and you have more control of your character, and and like the environments are a bit. Um, like they're kind of you, uh, at the start it's a lot of kind of Afghan villages and stuff and there's kind of more places to hide than that like really open base in in um, uh, Ground Zeroes um, okay cool so you mean you like the environment design of the encounters is yeah it's, it's tighter yeah and... tighter it, it gives you more opportunities to hide and there's like grass you can hide in a lot and, and stuff like that and, and you've got the cardboard box and everything yeah I mean, that, yeah, the buddy system is what sounds interesting to me for alleviating yeah. some of the problems I have. Oh, like, yeah. That maybe using one of the buddies will suit how I like to try. Because I do like to try and play stealthy. Yeah. I'm just crap at it. And so well, I need some assistance and I'm, I need that to be viable. Exactly. Well, you definitely get some assistance. I mean, I haven't, like, I mean, I think it sounds like the Diamond Dog is really, really good for that because he spots the enemies and stuff. D-Dog. Um, but I haven't managed to, Diamond Dog hasn't grown up for me yet, so I've been playing quite a long time, but I haven't really got any of the buddies, I just got Quiet, like, I just, I just, you know, captured Quiet, um, uh, but I haven't seen any of that play out yet. How how did you do that fight with Quiet, like, spoiler Uh, alert, I suppose? Spoiler alert, hilariously, um, do you know the, the dumb trick? Oh, you did the cheat tactic. I was wondering, like, the, what cool, cool supply drops on top. Yeah, of yeah, <laughs> it totally worked. It's like, <laughs> the best. I didn't, I didn't want to shoot her, so I was like, because the thing is, she won't die if you shoot her, so it wouldn't have affected. No, you, you still get the. Uh, thing. It yeah. gives you like a choice, doesn't it? Like. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like, I just because I, 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 I it does game. make me wonder what would happen if you chose to kill her. Yeah, I don't know what would happen. It would probably affect the story quite dramatically. Dramatically, because no one does, right? Because they want the buddy. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to be great because everyone knows about that to shoot uh, her. But yeah, but why have you seen all this thing anyway? That I, I've, was... I've seen, I've seen that thing. That thing is awesome. It was kind of annoying because I thought you could sneak up on her and you just basically can't. Like I got pretty close and then she just like teleported effectively. So I had to. Uh. I had to so I tried out the supply. I I did actually think of the supply drop thing. I'd seen other people. Like that that wasn't a guide or whatever. I I'd seen that. But it was like I had managed to knock myself out with the supply drop before. So I thought <laughs> maybe this will work. Uh so that was quite funny. And it did work, because you can see her health go down or whatever. I think there's got like a meter there. So it was like it's oh a stamina bar from what I yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's different. like yeah. yeah, this is dumb. Uh but it works. Um but yeah. That's awesome. That was cool. Uh I mean it's actually I like the sniper. Because there there are snipers. I haven't seen very many yet, but I imagine there'll be more later on. But I like the mechanic of like it gives you that you are being spotted thing, but with a mm. a crosshair to show that there's a sniper, and you can like you it's quite fun kind of diving between cover and stuff using the dive button and stuff trying to avoid sniper fire because you just you can do it and it's pretty crazy and fun. Uh, anyway, so that was a fun bit. Yeah. But yeah, I'm playing entirely like non-lethal, so just because I don't know, I just, I'll probably do it lethal another time. I just felt like it. Um, the only thing I'm using it'd be, my gun for it'd be is interesting to see how the game adjusts to that, isn't it? Because that's the other major craziness of this: is that the 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 military forces aren't stupid; they won't just keep getting falling for the same tricks. They will evolve some way of making oh, it so yeah. you're, that you're 
you know tranquilizers won't work as effectively or yeah they totally wear armor helmets or something and stuff and, they yeah. are putting on armor and helmets and things at this point and it does make it very annoying i mean i try to um uh i try to um cqc people as much as possible but they do bloody get up even when you choke them out which is my main my main tactic now is to grab them from behind but it is really hard to do because sometimes there's just three of them or whatever and you know just in, like in real life it's really hard to you have to try and draw one out or like you yeah know, knock on I, things and i think one of the things like i didn't know about this but apparently it's a metal gear mainstay that perhaps would have served me well in, in when i played mm. metal gear 4 as well but I didn't quite understand why when you found magazines on the base, you'd find them and it would say, oh, yeah, yeah unlimited. And it's like, what? Because you can I just pick them. up. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize that was the distraction tool. Like yeah. There were parts of the game that were impossible unless I got hold. Because, you know, me just in order to interact with the player, I would have had to have stood right in front of them. And it's like, well, I'm going to get swatted here. How do I yeah. do this? And it's like, oh, just, I have this thing with which I can distract people. Like, yeah. Oh, Oh, and I didn't realize that while no. I was playing it. So, like, it's maybe not... that would have made certain sections a lot more, or at least a bit more manageable, because it's it's, Honestly, it's unpredictable. Like some of the some of the guard patterns are unpredictable. Yeah, they are, and, which like, I like. It's quite good that you. Can't well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure I do. Well, I, I like. Oh, how was I supposed to know that was going to happen? Well, that's true, but uh, but that's I don't know. I I think it's lenient to some extent but i like that it's not fully predictable because it it's just feels too much more like a game when a character is just walking the same exact route in a two, on a well, two minute interval I'm you sure know. but how, how do you handle how do you handle getting spotted then is that just like oh, i'm gonna have to reload the save or if i'm truly spotted it, it, I, I reload a save but it's it gives you a lot of leniency because well first of all there's the there's the half spotted thing which is you know where the music phase. changes the investigation um which i can usually get out of like depends if sometimes you're a bit screwed if they if when they do that they immediately call it in because then if yeah. you deal with them um safely they 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 still go on alert uh because they didn't report in which is very annoying yeah. so um but um that doesn't happen all the time and there's ways you could probably deal with that as well you you just need to if they if they call it in you just need to find a way out basically uh so that you know you that you don't get spotted but like if they the the i i obviously i keep the um reflex mode on um sure. and yeah. sometimes i manage to do missions you get a bonus for not going in for perfect stealth no kills which is where it didn't go into reflex mode but if it does i you know I just immediately shoot them in the head with with the with the trank pistol if I can, and if I really screw up, then I reload. But I, I, but it's surprising how little I have to reload. Uh, now I'm getting a bit better at it because yeah. like when you reload, Which, it, I don't know. I think I might have to back often yeah. because it's usually where because um, most of the missions are like unlike Ground Zeroes, they are here is a village. You are on the outskirts spotting people at first uh, on, up on a hill usually which is cool so you spot as many people as possible and then you go down towards the village and then it auto saves when it like detects you're coming to the presence oh. of enemies and that's yeah, usually that was, where that was, you end up going back to that was part of the problem of ground zero is actually because the, like there weren't many areas you could get up high that were, yeah that weren't exposed like the process of you getting up high in yeah. that base in order to spot people yeah, often meant you getting spotted. <laughs> yeah, that's totally different. Because someone, yeah. someone would see you climbing the ladder or whatever, no. and you'd be like, "Oh, for the love of!" In five, I it's extremely common. Like most of the missions start with you being up high and you being able to survey where you're about to go. 
often. Good, yeah. because yeah, because the and presumably the area you're surveying, you can actually see most of it. Well, usually, like there's so many buildings and stuff that you can't really spot all the guards, but you get some idea of what's going on. Mm. Um, uh, like enough, because like obviously the bit in Ground Zeroes is like where you start on that little. It's yeah, just, yeah, uh, yeah. There's not really enough. You can only no, see you like can two kind or of three see, people. And... You can usually see the whole of the base. Like, you know, it's it's just that guards are hidden behind walls and in rooms and stuff. But you can usually see the whole place. You know, from one out, from one, you know, overlook or whatever. Usually, you know, sometimes they're like multi-stage because they go up into the hills and stuff. So that's kind of cool. I don't know what's going to be like in Africa once I get that far, but I'm only talking about. Afghanistan so far because that's all I've done there's loads of side ops and they're quite fun to do so I'm going quite slowly through the actual main missions because I'm doing some Save them. yeah Save them I'm trying crazy. to get I'm trying to get better you know at being stealthy or whatever and I, I think I have got better like I'm a bit more um, yeah a bit more capable now like I got quite annoyed there was one mission that I did keep restarting which was um, that the mission is to um, well first you go to a village and interrogate a leader guy, but then that—that's right. Or you get some intel from inside a village, uh, but then immediately once you've done that, these tanks start going down this road, and you're supposed to blow them up before they reach a fort where you've been before. Uh, yeah, they go to this one. Yeah, but it's not really—they go so fast, it's not really possible. It's quite different. And I didn't have any anti-tank weaponry or anything, so it's not really possible for me to blow them up on the way like I was supposed to. So they get to the fort and it's like, oh shit, right, okay. Uh, now I've got to blow them up. And it took me quite a while to, because there's loads of guys there and I had to sneak down and C4 them basically. And I didn't realize you need like three packs of C4 on each tank to actually blow them up. So, yeah. and you can only carry four. So I had to go up, I had to sneak my way up, like plant C4 on one, sneak all the way back out, request a supply drop, and then sneak back in, attached to the other one. To do it perfect huh. stealth, uh, but it right, worked yeah. eventually. But I was getting quite annoyed because because I kept having to restart it because I kept getting spotted or whatever. And uh, or I, or like I blew one tank up and then the other one just just went crazy and started shooting me. So I finally figured it out. But yeah, but now I know a bit more what's going on. Yeah, it's finding it easier. Like for instance, I was I started because it was at night, which is good. Um, at the time, but if you wait long, if you take too long, the sun comes up and then it becomes a lot more difficult. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's it's great it's i don't know why people haven't done open world stale before it makes so much sense to me like that whole looking over the the village and then sneaking in it it makes total sense i mean i you know i mean it's been done it's, i mean i guess the closest you could say it has been done but perhaps yeah. in this style of game you know like the i, I want to say crisis yeah maybe. Or Far Cry even, maybe. But but it's not really that stealth. But you could be quite stealth about Far Cry with it. You could be. You you kind of had to be stealthy in a lot of Crisis until stuff went wrong. Yeah, I guess it's sort of... went off, it's like you were screwed for quite a while. Yeah, I think the side ops do kind of remind me of maybe the Far Cry 3's, like, outpost takeover stuff or whatever. Although you ended up killing everyone in the outpost takeover, didn't you? But this would be like, go in, rescue a prisoner or something and Mm. Fulton them out or whatever. The Fulton thing, so I've upgraded my binoculars so I can actually see the skills of people, but no one ever seems to have high enough skills for me to like, be like, oh I really need need to Fulton this guy. But I think I need to upgrade my binoculars further to see people with higher skills 
but oh, that right. takes really research. Up to a point. Yeah, I can only see up to a B rating, and I think if you upgrade it, you can see up to A plus plus rating in in different stuff. Um, but the thing is, like, it takes research in order to get that. So I don't know. My research isn't very good, and I don't know who to Fulton to get it better. Uh, I'm I'm not fully on top of the the base management staff management base buildings because it is actually a sort of complex. I'm sure Zach could figure it out in five seconds, but. But I, I don't know exactly where to. Look. Like, there's a button. There's a button. Min, min that, that stuff in a day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I haven't min maxed it basically, and I would quite, I, I'd quite like to, but I'm just carrying on with the missions at the moment. But like, um, there's the button in the staff management menu, which is like, it's like click in the stick or something. So it's not like an obvious button, but it's like re reassign, auto reassign everyone to their best possible posts, and I just occasionally press that, <laughs> and I hope it's working right. for me. Anyway, yeah. Base building. There's a lot to this game. Yeah. It's it's yeah. fun. So say you're someone like me, yeah, who is a bit poop at the stealth mechanics, found ground zero's a frustrating play. Yeah. Um when trying to play it in the way the game seems to suggest you should be. Right. Um, say everything goes bad. Yeah. Should I if I and I was to try and go guns blazing. Yeah. And not that you've had necessarily much experience with that. No. Would that be a satisfying experience? Or I think would it would be? be. I think you totally could. I mean, I think the gunplay is actually quite good, and you could escape or do whatever. I think. I. I mean, I. What I haven't seen is like, because apparently, um, you know, they'll call in reinforcements and stuff. So I haven't seen that stuff happen because I usually reload if it gets that bad. Mm. But apparently, you can even mitigate that by blowing up their communications posts so they can't call out. Stuff like that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so um, there's all kinds of. I think that it, it'd be fun to just experiment and try. You could even like go in guns blazing. I don't know what would actually happen in order to. You'd you'd have to be quick to rescue a prisoner or something before they. I don't know. Presumably they'll shoot them or something. Um, yeah, maybe. It's I mean, like I worry yeah. about because when the times things did go bad, they went very bad. Like it while can I was get, playing it, it's yeah. like, like it, the number of people that would get drawn in would be insane. And you're not that strong. Like yeah. pretty vulnerable. No, you will um, die um, if uh, that happens. But but which is good because that's kind of because you, you, like one of the worst bits in Ground Zeroes was that you mentioned the tanks earlier. Was was I'm pretty sure there's a tank that's just already alerted to your situation or oh like, yeah that happens point. as part of the story, doesn't it? Yeah, in yeah. Ground Zeroes. And yeah. it's just like oh boy, I've got to deal with this thing. And that it's, was quite uh, annoying. You just have to find that super clunky fight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I I I I think I had the rocket launcher conveniently. Mm. And but it did use all of the ammo to take that thing out. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I just got on top of that building. But, but even so, it was it, when I did. Yeah, that. but even when even they, they spotted me out there and just kept shooting me with a machine gun. It's like oh god, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like that thing seemed super aware of where I was, mm. and it's like that was that was that was no fun. And it's yeah. like in the end, I ended up sort of just running around the base of it and like just dicking around. And it's yeah. like this, this. I'm pretty sure this isn't how I'm supposed to be doing. This. That's the thing, but it's fun anyway. It's, sometimes <laughs> I know it wasn't. Yeah, that that I did. Yeah, that, yeah. that annoyed me. So like, I'm a bit a bit worried that you know some some encounters and things like that would potentially rely on because I got this feeling from Ground Zero. It would potentially rely on rely on the equipment you may have stumbled upon, or right? The in, putting in an insane amount of time, right? Just to scour the land to find this particular. I don't think that's that going to be an get issue. Get you out of a situation. Because you can definitely, like, just research. You can even research stuff right then and there in the field by just bringing up your iDroid. And, like, if 
some stuff takes time, but most stuff seems to unlock instantly. So if you have the resources to get a grenade launcher, you could probably be in the field, research it, and get it dropped to you <coughs> with a supply mm. drop. Like, it's super no, flexible so, in comparison. So you, when you're in the field, it's not actually taking much of the management stuff away from you? In a way. No, because uh, the thing is, the way it works is you can be at your base, but all that all the management actually happens through your iDroid. So generally what I do is, because actually one thing that's annoying is that Afghanistan is pretty annoying to get around, even with the horse, uh, just because there's just impassable mountains everywhere. And, like, you can look at the map and see the the roads and where they go and unlike red dead you can't set a path and it and it shows you the path on your map you just you can sure. just set a marker which is not useful because if you make a beeline for the marker you're just going to run into a mountain which is very annoying uh and the other problem is like there's just outposts everywhere even small ones so you can't just ride straight there because you kind of have to stealth past you can sort of horse stealth by like hanging off the side of yeah, the horse hang off the side. but you and still no have to twice like, about a horse on its own yeah but you still have to like horse slow down and in practice i can't be bothered so i just get i just request a helicopter pick up most of the time after i've done an op sometimes the next op is like the next valley over or something and i and i'll go but that does annoy me so i tend to go straight up in the helicopter but then there's an intermediate point so when you get the helicopter it doesn't drop you at your base you just get a menu where, or a thing where you are in the helicopter. It's the same as the Grand Zero's men, open menu screen or whatever, I suppose. Do you know what sure. I mean? Okay, like when, just... you, when you had the droid up to try and call the chopper in, you just sort of go, actually, I want to land at one of these predetermined spots. Yeah, yeah. So you call it in, and then you're up in the sky, and you have, it's called the mobile command post, but basically you're just in a helicopter that's flying over Afghanistan, and you can do everything from there on your iDroid. And I think you can do that just at any point on your iDroid, but that, that's the default place to start everything for me. So it, it, like a trip to Mother Base is actually, you know, it, it's good to go there because it's cool, and, and you raise your staff morale by dicking around, and you can take a shower and shit like that, I don't know, and you can move <laughs> the story forward sometimes. But but I tend to just I'm in the helicopter and I just you know choose my upgrades for my base, rearrange my staff, um, get my daily bonus that they give you. Yeah, your um, silly login bonus. Yeah, login <laughs> bonus and like yeah, choose a mission and stuff. So yeah, generally, so you can do a lot just from the iDroid straight there. You can even it's, listen it's, to all the tapes as well. That's that's a thing. They, it's weird. It's one of those games where I'm, I'm like in my head. I'm going. I'm so intrigued about its craziness and its bonkersness, but I'm not. I can't for sure say whether or not I'm going to have a good time with it. Unless I think I just really, really put on the sense of you know what? I don't care. Just go nuts. Let's just get through this. Let's just see see what it is. I like, think you'd I have more fun with the gameplay. Yeah, I think you'd have more fun with the gameplay than in Grand Zeroes. I think it is more polished and there's more options for you. On the other hand, it's a very long game full of stealth so that would yeah. be the counterpoint like i think if you'd played uh two or three hours of this rather than grand zeros you'd have enjoyed it more mm-hmm. definitely but i uh, that, that, i'm not going to recommend a stealth game to someone who doesn't like stealth so um yeah yeah it's tricky it's tricky you like, should play the opening though it's totally insane and nothing like the rest of the game like that's the most metal gear part is like it's like a full-on interactive movie type thing and it's really violent as well it's mental like the prologue i'll spend 50 quid on a trailer yeah yeah (laughs)
Yeah, it's cool. It's Metal almost like Gear. he deliberately gave you like a constrained, where well, the gameplay is really constrained, but the but the oh, story and the stuff is spectacular. The it's the it's hospital just a bit from the original stuff. Phantom. Yeah, okay. The yeah, Phantom Pain trailer. Yeah. It's completely mental. Uh, yeah, from the trailer, exactly. I mean, it is amazing, but like it's it's not representative of the game at all. And I think that might be on purpose, you know, because suddenly you have all this freedom and stuff, and less of the craziness. Well, in that kind of craziness, it's more like craziness that you, you know, what they call it, emergent craziness, <laughs> which I'm is the kind that Grand I like. Zeroes ne- not ne- not happened, yeah. Then maybe this would have come as a surprise, you know. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe exactly. that was the original plan, or to just be all like, "Well, hey, we're going to make this intro sequence that feels distinctly Metal Gear." Yeah, and then and then pull and the then, rug out. Yeah. Boom! Here's this. Here's this brand new thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's true. Anyway, I shall continue to play. I also, I'll I'll let you in on the how the buddies things work out. Um, now I've got quiet and hopefully D Dog before long. I totally want D Dog. I Look want D Dog. D Dog is, but yeah. no, I I think D Dog sounds like he might be a bit OP because he does. Apparently, he spots all the enemies and stuff. So I'll have to find yeah. out. But that solves um, half of my problems straight away. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I will, I will report back on that. I mean, it's going to get harder, like in terms of the enemies and stuff and and environments. So. I mean, but I, I, I do tend to like, like it, 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 it's quite, it's nicely lenient in, in certain ways. Like I, I had to do a prisoner, um, a side op where I had to rescue a prisoner out of a base or whatever the other day. And I spent ages sneaking my way into the base and it started to go slightly wrong just as I got to the prisoner. Like the, I'd knocked out two guards in one place and then at least two were coming over to investigate them. And I was like, "This isn't gonna, this isn't gonna work out." So I just grabbed the guy and I just ran for it. I just booked it basically, <laughs> and it totally worked. Like they spotted me and they raised the alarm and stuff. But I just I just ran for it. <laughs> that was pretty much how I finished. I think one of the side ops or whatever they called the extra, the, yeah, it was side ops, wasn't it? Yeah, ex- ground zeroes. Yeah. Where it's just like by the end of it, it was just like, you know what, the area I'm about to run through. I think I dealt with most of the people here. So yeah. if I just yeah. peg it one with the alarm blaring, it. yeah, yeah, then then I might be all right. <laughs> Yeah, and that, that. and that did indeed work. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah, it's a crazy, crazy thing. I kind of, yeah, I do want to get my hands dirty with it, but I'm just not sure I'll enjoy it. Oh, it's tricky. Yeah. Well, it's up to you, man. You've got plenty of games to play, so. Indeed. Well, you know, Halo's going to keep me busy for I don't know a day. <laughs> until, <laughs> yeah, probably until I finish that campaign. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I think it's unlikely that it won't be giant bomb game of the year. Oh well, yeah, seems. And, that, and it's, it's yeah, I don't know. Oh, blah. Ooh, it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, that's ah, probably me. Oh, the only other thing I was playing before my computer crashed. Well, it didn't crash. I'll tell you what happened to my computer. Like, um, I don't actually know what happened, but like one night it started just resetting randomly and it was happening a lot, like even halfway through booting. And I was like, what the huh. fuck is going on? Is the power supply bust? Is it the memory? Is it the, it could be anything so at that point. It wasn't it was just... Windows going into a restart sequence. It would just cut. No, it was dying instantly, like huh. uh, during boot. So way before Windows and stuff, it would happen at random, basically. And I think now that it was maybe the power 
supplying the flat, or maybe they were doing some work in the street or something. But I think it was the oh wow, she had like a fluctuation or something was happening. That sounds plausible. It was very bad, and I don't have a. I should get a surge projector or something because, but but fingers crossed, everything is fine now. But I yeah, it was really bad, and I was like getting to the point where it's like this is this is bad because I thought it was my computer, obviously. So I was like, well, what? And it was going, do you want to recover or whatever? And I was like at the point of pressing the button that said reset Windows, and what that effectively does is reinstall Windows, which is quite a nice feature. Mm -hmm. And I got halfway through reinstalling Windows and the power cut, but eventually I managed to reinstall Windows. And and yeah, that could have been real. Real, it could have been terrible bad. yeah i did all the worst things pretty much but i was like what was i supposed to do i was trying to figure out i just wanted to get it working again anyway it was mm. it was real bad but anyway I've, so now i've got a totally reinstalled windows 10 the only thing that uh and i've yeah so there's various things that i haven't installed or whatever um and i need to get back set up i think it's probably good because it's good to have a fresh install once in a while so but anyway yeah that was really horrible because it could have been anything, and I wouldn't have no idea what to buy to fix it. You know, I didn't know if it was the power supply, or I mean, I had no idea how to diagnose that. There was basically nothing I could do. I did find you, something in the Windows error log, and it was just like error, no power, or something. Oh, really? I yeah. actually knew that that had, the motherboard knew that that had happened. Yeah, it did manage to log. That's kind of cool. Which is pretty impressive. I, yeah, I guess um, they would have needed to have added that level of fidelity now that they're in the old mobile business you know yeah. surface and stuff like that perhaps that's that becomes crucial if you're building devices like that that's kind of neat that makes a lot more makes a lot of sense i sort of assumed that you know the software level wouldn't know about that stuff you think so die that's oh, that's neat. yeah so if you knew that much then yeah you can immediately pretty much make the assumption that this is almost certainly motherboard or power supply yeah the likelihood of it being one of those two things is much bigger than your house power supply being dodgy. Well, that's what I thought. Anyway, yeah, yeah, man, I'm glad it is, was just that. But yeah, in a way, because it's like that is a better solution than you having to buy and tinker. But, I mean, yeah, it could have been anything. Yeah, critical. I mean, replacing the motherboard is a royal pain. I've done that before. Yeah, I'm surprised after all the other stuff that you've done to upgrade your PC, you don't have a, a power issue or a UPS. <laughs> I'm not buying a UPS. UPSs are expensive, man. This is Dad's computer we're talking about. Yeah, that's crazy shit in there. Like, I was considering, it. like, if that were, if that was the solution, I would have got like some kind of little UPS. <laughs> but anyway, th- bloody that, noisy when they kick in. Yeah, yes, well, the point is they don't kick in most of the time. Yeah, yeah it's well. a backup. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how much, like, how efficient those things are. Like, how much power are they? Uh... Well, using. presumably yeah, they charge up and they're not so bad. Well, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I surely, surely, like the cheapest UPSs. The whole point of it is that the cheaper they get, the less time they last. Presumably, presumably, presumably yeah. the cheapest ones is like it gives you enough time to turn your computer off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so that was fun times. But before I did that, and I'll probably do it. Um, I'll probably look at it again. But um, I saw a Reddit post that there's um, a new release of a PSP emulator and I was like hmm interesting and so I, I downloaded PSP PlayStation Portable so I downloaded sure. that and and um, plugged in a ROM for a Wipeout Fusion and oh, you can yeah. and you can run that shit at like 1440p at 60 frames per second Oh, and it I, looks I pretty this. fucking good. And I could play I was playing it this. and I was playing it with the um you know Wait, the Xbox Oh, wait, wait, no, pure no. or Pulse? Oh, Pulse, sorry. Wipe out Pulse, yeah. So uh, the there's one. some problems with Pure, but Pulse works great. And um, 
I didn't I quite this. manage to get the DLC. Well, I, I had to fiddle around to try and get the DLC into it. But anyway, out of the box, you just plug in your, your, your Xbox controller and you just play it at massive resolution. At that, and it, it looks pretty good considering it's a PSP game. Like, because hey it's all anti like Just out of curiosity. Uh, do I? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, I don't oh, know where I that is. I assume, I assume you have it. Yeah, it's it's in a um, cardboard box at my mum's house with the with the words "to rob" or "for oh, okay, rob" good. written on it, and it's been... okay as long as it's somewhere secure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it hasn't actually gone to you. It's ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, um, I need to try. I need to try that because, like, I've, I've, as I said, I've been experiencing like, playing around with the PS2 emulation stuff recently, as it's yeah. actually a better way of playing PS2 yeah. games now than getting out your old console. Yeah, and it's. Yeah, that the PS2 emulation is spot on. I haven't yep. had a single problem. Like, really? that's, well, that's a lie. I've had a couple of like you know the classic emulation like audio glitches, but there's normally a fix. Like, there's right. almost always like an option you can tweak to make that stuff better. Like yeah. as I said, I was trying to get my copy, uh, you know, copy of frequency working, and it's like, um, I, I mean, I, just... I had to, I had to make a couple of little tweaks to basically desync the audio slightly, so it wasn't trying to be perfect. Yeah, and then and then actually that fixed the synchronization issues. Oh, VSync, VSync is your enemy. Right, this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, yes, VSync makes everything pretty, but boy, does that muck around with emulation timings. Unless your emulation yeah. is more than yeah. is running way beyond what your system is capable of, and it's a uh, um, yeah. Oh, sorry, other way around. Your system is way beyond what the emulation requires. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, yeah, so turning that off made was was pretty much the key. Turn it off. Frequency runs like a yeah. dream. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have any problems running Katamari anyway, so that works perfectly as well. It's like PS. They, 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 this PS2 emulation is probably the best emulation I've ever seen. Right. Like it's well, great. The PSP one seemed really great. I mean, yeah. The best emulation I ever saw was probably the Game Boy emulator. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. yeah. Arguably, that, yeah. that actually runs better. Like yeah. even even today, NES emulation isn't. That. particularly great like no. there are there are problems with it like i'm pretty sure that the okay this is moving on to stuff i've been playing i'm pretty sure the nez emulator in rare replay is garbage like it mm. plays the game yeah. fine enough but you can hear audio issues yeah like every probably... now and then something something doesn't sound right and it's like yeah i'm, I'm not sure the nez emulator in in there is great thanks so yeah it's a shame modern machines would almost be capable of running nez at full chip emulation level now exactly because people have been working on that they you know, like these these there are emulators that exist purely to do that to emulate every bit of hardware in the NES. Mm. and it's uh, i think we're getting to the point where systems are getting powerful enough to run it we'll get there <laughs> because you know which is crazy because you know you're, you're doing a full hardware replication and it's a uh, it, it takes modern pc to, to, to pull that off it's crazy so yeah it's crazy I, so ps2 emulator I, I just want to play burnout yeah, 3 i don't that. know if i don't know if i'd rather play the xbox version but i mean if the ps2 yeah, yeah, version course. works you see technically yeah yeah i can do that i've got, I've got a ps2 copy i can do that you should check it out that's a really that's a really feckin fantastic idea play burnout 3 and then let us know if it's oh, okay. yeah cool Boy. um I've, I've only got another half an hour or something so zach better have his go <laughs> Well, I've got several things to talk about, I guess, sort of. First of all, though, it's the return of everyone's favourite section. What I haven't been playing. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> because 
<laughs> there was over the last three days, I guess, or sometime before that at some point, but it maybe expires tomorrow. I don't know. They, they basically very temporarily opened up the Star Citizen Alpha. Right. To anyone with a code that they showed on a t- Twitch stream at some point or some shit. I don't know. I was told by someone else anyway. So I was just like, put this code into this site and then get the thing and then try the thing. But I haven't been playing it because I couldn't get the whole file, <laughs> the whole thing. Basically, if you consider this game is a space arena where you can shoot each other, a hangar bay where you can look at the ships, and a town <coughs> in an MMO style where you can walk around. Right. That's the whole game at the moment. There's right. these three sections, and they aren't really even linked that much. It's right. just like you load into each of the individual things. Okay. I mean, this is still alpha, obviously. That's pretty much all we've ever heard about that game. To yeah, be it hasn't really progressed that much further. I mean, they've put quite a lot more ships in, as far as I know. Mm. Obviously, not all the ships that they originally promised yet still. No, but... no, what about all the ones they sold? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not no. all of those exist yet, as far as I know. But even though with only those three modules, the fucking thing is still 30 gigs. <laughs> Whoa. It's probably not optimised also, so no, maybe they can space save when they not... actually make a proper release of it yeah, or it's something. probably not compressed very well and stuff like that. And... Yeah. Even so, whoa. So AI was having a real struggle to get 30 gigs down. But that's also partially... Go on, get 30 gigs down, yeah. That's also partially the fault of the, of the like, launcher. I had a real problem with the launcher. Because you download, a, like, a bootstrapper thing where it's just, like, a free meg file that then downloads sure. the actual launcher off the internet and then the actual launcher downloads the files or whatever. A bit like the Guild Wars client. Yeah, like, basically. Yeah. Or any MMO client. Yeah, know. at this point, they're all like that. So I download the thing, and I mean, this is all probably still because it's alpha. <laughs> you run this free free meg thing that you download off the internet, and it launches a console window with like ASCII art of the Star Citizen logo, and then downloads the patcher through that. And that's kind of cool in a way. <laughs> it's kind of cool, but I was like, well, that's weird. <laughs> but then that thing doesn't actually work, because it downloads the patcher files and then just crashes. <laughs> Oh boy! So I was like, "Well, okay, the zip files there, so I can just unzip <laughs> the actual launcher." But you're not, you're still running seven, right? So you'd expect that to work. Like, yeah. It's not even a Windows ten. Thing, no, or... it's like it just doesn't work. So it's like, okay, the zip files there, so I can just open that and extract the actual launcher and then run the actual launcher. But the actual launcher, for some reason, doesn't accept space, spaces in the file name. So I put the patcher into a into a folder on my hard drive called Star Citizen with a space. With a space. And then when you run the launcher, it makes Star Citizen without a space. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, weird. So then I had to fix that. Weird. And then once I got it all working, putting it into the folder with Star Citizen without a space and everything was going there, and I was like, okay. It also randomly creates a copy of the launcher in the root of the directory for no apparent reason. I haven't worked out why it does that. <laughs> but I'm like, well, okay. Just in case the game wants to exit out to the launcher? Well, no, because if you run that one, it starts creating another copy of it in the root. And I'm like, that's not... <laughs> why is it doing that? So anyway, it's all alpha random bullshit that's just broken. Yeah, but how long has this been thing been well, yeah, in that's, development? That's, and this is as far as they've got. That's the thing. So then after I did that, and I was like, okay, now I have to download 30 gigs. Is there like one guy working on this? <laughs> no, apparently not. There's quite a lot of people working on this, supposedly. Yeah, are, but, they all, are they all having table tennis tournaments instead of making games? And then at the point when I was downloading 30 gigs... I was like, I don't fucking have 30 gigs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I had to go around and shuffle all shit all over my hard disk and delete things and make, try and make space. 
And then, and then when I install Battlefield, that'll help. Well, yeah, I could do. It's friggin' massive. Yeah, well, they all are. <laughs> but then, then I was like, okay, I'm going to run this overnight. And then when I woke up in the morning, it had randomly closed itself at some point, and I was like, did it finish? And then I launched it again. It's like, well, no, it didn't finish. So what the fuck happened? <laughs> oh boy. Apparently, that might have been because when they push actual patches, mm. that the launcher can't handle it at the moment, and it just crashes. Oh, what, with the launcher open? Yeah. If it, uh, it's right. meant to restart and, like, resume, but it, they, it doesn't. Instead, it just, it just goes, blah! It just closes. <laughs> <laughs> I better stop what I'm doing and so, not tell you about it. So, yeah, I haven't been playing that, and I maybe won't, because I think this trial period ends tonight so maybe if it's downloaded by the time i get home i might be able to get in there for a few minutes <laughs> no, <you laughs> i don't know we'll have to see that's madness in fairness we do know someone with us well, yes. who has made a star citizen purchase <laughs> so maybe we should tap them for their knowledge but it's like i was talking to the person who told me about this thing and they're like super excited about the whole game and i they showed me a video of some of them they're a crazy person well yes <laughs> they showed me a video of some of the more recent stuff that they've been working on where it's like the first person interaction mm. like how how like uh, the Wait, physics model like, of the environment where it's like you have in like the town mode you mean or well or within the ships when you're walking around inside oh, okay. right. and it's like how they've made it so you can basically just you're you have a hand which ha- they call it grabby hands, where you can just grab shit and it like you know then you then you pick up the thing. But it's like it's it's obviously a designed to be a better version of like Shenmue? the bad things that you could do in Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> like everything jiggles a lot less. Like okay. it's more solid. It just looks more solid as a the, physics the system physics, of taking shit up and putting it down. Like when you put a cup down, it doesn't wobble. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just like oh, it's planted. You just place it where you want it to go, and like you can rearrange all the interior furniture of your ship so you can like oh, I want my photos up on this wall. Okay, <laughs> nice. What? When are we going to see something about the actual game? No, that's the thing. Well, if this like, seems everything that we see and hear about this game sounds like the extraneous stuff. Like, when's, where's the actual? I don't know. Wing Commander esque. I mean, we've got the dogfight, I suppose. Yeah. But you know, where's the bigger galaxy? Where's the flying around from place it's to place? Like where's the trading? These... Where's the carving your path stuff we expect from a space? They've game? managed to make these free modules like the fighting module and the hang module and the mmo-esque town module but they're not really linked at all it's not like there's not an overarching structure of anything which then worries me is like are they all built so differently that they can't or or like that they're gonna have to then do effort to try and link them because they haven't been necessarily architected the same i I, I really worry about this game about how this is being made i mean i was talking to the person who linked me to this and it's like they're super excited about it and i was like it's probably not going to come out for another two years at least, is it? Yeah, <laughs> they were like, least. yeah, I know. <laughs> at least. And I'm like, well, the hype train's just going to die, surely. You're, you can't be this excited at this point and maintain that for a whole other two years. In fairness, I think the hype train's been fairly realistic for a long time well, yeah. at this point. But it's like it's the same situation as like No Man's Sky, where it's like oh, the hype sure. train has yeah. just died because it's taken so long to actually happen. We saw it too early. <laughs> we saw No Man's Sky too early, and we haven't seen improvement. On the plus side of Star Citizen, at least there's been something you can play during this alpha period. Sort of. (laughs) There's something you can actually see that exists that takes up 30 gigs. Don't play any good. Do we know that much? I don't know because I haven't done it. I know, but I haven't heard an opinion either way on that stuff. No. So yeah, that's what I haven't been playing. What I haven't been playing in order to rush things along. uh, That same person who's super excited about Star Citizen also decided that they wanted to create an Eve account for a free month. <laughs> okay. And I was like, well... I'm also a crazy person. <laughs> I guess I'll just log into Eve. I, he- I mean, it's like, I helped them 
over the first couple of days, but then they apparently just made their own. They got deep into the explorations, so like the scan probes and oh, cool. and sites and stuff. We we did a video of that. Yeah. <laughs> And so it's they, one of our most popular videos. I mean, obviously, because they're in like really low-level ships and stuff, they can't do the hard ones. But they're ba- they're mm-hmm. doing like the hacking modules, so they're basically just in a tiny ship that only that like has like a cloak and stuff, so they can do it in low sec as well. Oh, cool! But they're only looking for the hacking sites and just mm-hmm. quickly nipping in and hacking everything and getting out, mm-hmm. and not that worrying about fighting at all. That, that a viable strategy? Apparently, yeah. apparently makes pretty good money. So yeah. they don't need my help any longer. Fair enough. <laughs> Interesting. I helped that was them, quick. Helped them over the first like week, and then it was good. That was quick for Eve. That's fast. Well, I mean, they got lucky with some drops, mm. especially as well. There was one drop they got almost immediately. Of like, there was a ship blueprint that apparently virtually never appears, and it was in a high sec site, and it was worth like sixty million or something. So, what they just sold it? And... No, they built the ship, and the ship's worth that much as okay. well. So. <laughs> They can sell it hmm. if they want to turn that into a battleship or whatever. Although battleships are way more expensive than that nowadays. So anyway, that was Eve. I played a bit myself. I trundled around, did some did some scanning myself, fiddled with my planets. <laughs> just re- Still doing the planet stuff? No. I mean, it was just because they wanted to do the planet stuff. And I was like, I barely remember how this works. So I better actually look at my planets and <laughs> see, <laughs> see how this was actually functioning last time. I reckon anyone's playing the... Uh... The dust shooter. Apparently, there's still you can still see in certain systems where the dust implementation is. You can still see like the number of dust players. I haven't had an email from them for a while. <laughs> like, so I used to get the yeah. occasional marketing email from them for that one time I tried it. Yeah, that was one time where we linked it to my account. For yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there was a bit of Eve. Uh, uh, that same person, because apparently they're super crazy. They just want to play everything. <laughs> apparently, they're the craziest person we know. <laughs> It, it, they also wanted to play Dungeon Defenders 2, which had just come into Alpha on Steam. Definitely not talking about the good crazy. Free Alpha. <laughs> Actually, no, Dungeon Defenders is supposed to be all yeah, right. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's a, this 2, I didn't play 1, but 2 is like, I mean, it's obviously a not very complicated tower defense game. Mm. There's not many, very many, like, towers. There yeah, seems he- to be quite a large variety of enemies, but none of them <clears throat> yet, none of the ones that we've seen so far have yet appeared to be that's usually or... difficult to deal with. It's just like, right. just have towers and shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then they die. It's not, not too difficult. So there's that. Is, and it, is, is it one of, it's one of those games where you're in control of a character as well? Yeah, you're, it's it? a yeah. third person. Yeah. Stat. You can you can theoretically spec a character to be like almost not turrets and all direct all, combat, all. Okay. theoretically. Mm. But I think if you're playing, especially if you're playing solo, you need you... one of the characters who has like walls, so yeah. you can at least hold up the creep waves yeah. or whatever. That makes sense. So yeah, as a team player, you could build one of those. Yeah, up. you could have a mostly fight character. Mm. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's not terrible. I mean, it's in alpha as well, so it's not that Oh, much right. Yeah, I didn't realize. So it's still early access and stuff. Yeah. Mm. It's free in alpha, <laughs> so you can just play it and mess around. Speaking of early access, hey, news, Broforce is no longer early access. I should play that. Yeah, well, we'll get to that in the bees of Steve A to Z yeah, shortly. Yeah, it's only two games away. So. And yeah, so that game is like, it's all right. I haven't really got, we haven't got that far into it. The thing that it does have, which is the thing that gets me, I guess, is it has like loot. Oh, okay. So right. it has like a torchlight character upgrade with stats and bonuses, and mm. you can configure a character that way and all that stuff. And then, like, your character has special other bonuses you can apply. Or That's cool. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an all right game. It's not very complicated. I mean, it's not, not it doesn't really compare to, like, Orcs Must Die or whatever. Oh, that, so that's, that's a much more better. confident tower defense with a lot more options. Right. 
and interesting mechanics. I guess it focuses more on the traps, right? That game. Yeah. Like, and how to use them. Yeah. That one has a lot more variety. In the more towers. Yeah, exactly. There does seem to be like a second tier of towers that I don't know how you get in Dungeon Defenders. Because oh, right. you've seen reference to them in some of the text, like some of the bonuses reference a different kind of tower. Maybe not in the game yet? Yeah, potentially, I don't know. But then why would there be bonuses? Or maybe it's just like... Planning ahead. Maybe you level up at a certain point and your first tower just like upgrades into this new version. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. So yeah, there's that. Uh, what else? Uh, Prison Architect is no longer alpha, so I played that. Was it beta? Or no, it, oh no, it came out, out, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, that's why we did a video. Yeah. We've got a video planning, well, pending for that. That's <laughs> planning, 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 plan, planning, planning a pending plan. <laughs> yeah, that came out and I played, played a fair bit of it. I played the campaign, which is basically a tutorial, but it's actually quite well made just as a like campaign tutorial. It, like, it's got story and shit, which is weird. And it's like, it's, it's kind of a funny, like, funny and nice element of it where like the cut scenes if you can call them that are like it's just it's just the game so all the objects are from the game and then you just have like the same characters walking around but then they just haven't they seen like a story element so like when this dude who you're in the first level you're this dude who's on death row and you're going to execute him and when it's when it does like his backstory why he got incarcerated it's like now it changes to a scene where it's like it's showing him coming into his house and, and then he yeah, shoots yeah. him, shoots his cheating wife on the bed and like it shows it in the in-game interface and like when he shoots them they have like a little dead indicator like people do in the game. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> that's, that's actually really neat. So it's like, it's cool in some ways. Yeah. And yeah, it's not a bad like tutorial gameplay progress. It shows you all the different elements like there's a mission where it's all about the emergencies like fire and then there's a mission where it's all about controlling riots. So you have the riot police and you deal with a prison that's already in a riot and whatever. Hmm. And then rebuild it afterwards. That kind of stuff. Yeah, cool. That's it. That sounds well. That whole game, like from what I gathered from it, feels, oh yes. Okay. So it makes some conceits yeah. because it's a game. Um, and, you know, it has some oddities in terms of mechanics that result from that. But that seems, it seems like it's pretty well thought through. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of neat ideas, a lot of neat touches. The, only the planning thing I thought was cool. Yeah. The only thing that maybe isn't really that great is the the, the escape mode that they should put in just, in, just before release, mm. where you play as a prisoner and you have to break out. Okay. Apparently that's really easy to exploit because you, cause you, it's like you don't really follow the same rules as actual prisoners. Right. Like starting fights and breaking shit gives you reputation points and then that's how you upgrade your character. But then you can really easily just break like a table somewhere where no one's looking and then just do that over and over mm. and then just build up rep points and then your character just becomes like practically invulnerable because you've upgraded so much and it's like it's really easy to exploit right. by yeah. doing things that aren't logical <laughs> okay surely someone would have to see you break the table to get rep no apparently know? not <laughs> yeah. That's the, that, that sounds like an instant flaw and also because it's like you if you do these things like breaking shit and punching people you get you get punished but you can spend a smaller proportion of the rep points to skip the punishment. But then, why would you not skip the punishment? Because that's not you're you're not doing anything. Then you're just locked up. Yeah. That's that's not a logical gameplay feature. Well, yeah, but then it depends if you can Shawshank it in some way. Like, be clever about it, you know. But then, if you're and then it's like if you're skipping the punishment, then there then there basically is no punishment. And, but you, there's no way to make a punishment that's logical within the context of the structure of the game sure. that isn't just being locked up. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, if you need some mechanic of like buttering up the uh, yeah the, the the super or whatever, or just like a more advanced reputation system that actually like it that isn't just about breaking shit. Where it's like if you have if you could get a reputation for doing things clever like trading or yeah like or just being a regular prisoner for a while. You see, that'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah, being the smuggler, like you know, the bag packet smugglers. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe I mean they they still say they're going to intend to continue to update. So maybe it will get built out. But sure, in, in a way, it's like it's a whole game in itself, right? Because that's completely opposite what the game is currently built for. In yeah. a way, and it's like yeah, interesting. And obviously, you can load your own prisons or workshop oh, yeah, prisons yeah, and try and escape from them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a neat idea, but yeah, that's that that feels like building an entirely new game around like. Just using the same blueprint as what they have, but then actually the mechanically, yeah, me- the mechanicals of it, mechanics, mechanical, <laughs> the mechanical, <laughs> mechanical tactics. <laughs> and then obviously still playing Rocket League, because Rocket, Rocket, Rocket League, hell's yeah! I think I'm starting to starting to get used to flying a bit more. Oh really? I've started doing it like without really thinking about it in a lot of cases where I'm just there like, some, I can make that. <laughs> there, there are some moments I'm starting to, but like, and yeah, I'm not near, in the goal at least. I'm not near, no, nowhere near confident enough to make that call. No, like just. I mean, I still bollocks it up quite a lot, and it's been. I guess that's the only way, isn't it, to learn? Oh, yeah. it, is to just just play for a while and assume everyone's going to call you an asshole for a few hours, like while you try and pick this up. Yeah. I mean, I think probably the earlier you do it, the earlier you do it, the better. Because then you're not, you're not like, because my like my, my player rank is like veteran, and I'm like, I feel like a veteran. But once it gets to expert, I won't feel like an expert unless I can do mm. some flying. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting dangerously close to the transition where I'll just look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Pro feels right for me at the moment. Yeah, but I'm about to transition to veteran. Yeah, so it's... you need to start doing flying because yeah. then it won't. People won't think you're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I can't. It's those big flying maneuvers, that, like the real long range ones. Yeah, I don't go for the long it's range. Like, really, how do people get that right? It's it's real tricky. I mean, most a lot of the ones that I've been getting recently are like I only just make it, and it's only because it's like I fly up and then I roll to like correct for the fact that I oh, haven't right, done it yeah. right. I forget you can do that if you get it right. Yeah, yeah. you have to remember not to double jump to start with. That's yeah. the problem. You have to reserve that second jump for the mid air attack. Yeah. And I've, yeah, I've seen more and more people do that recently. Yeah, so I've been getting the hang of it, sort of ish, and I I feel like I've been the, the new intro music's not as good. Though. No, it isn't. I that's what I said the first time I launched. It. I was like, this version's not as cool. I mean, it's a fi- it's a fine enough song, <laughs> yeah. right? And I, I don't seem to mind these Hollywood principal guys that they keep Making drawing more. music from. <laughs> yeah. Um, Although their style is a little samey, yeah. potentially, but you know, like it's it's a fine enough thing. But it's like, oh yeah, I really want the the old music back. Although that, like, actually, after a while, that gets quite irritating yes. as well. That one chopped up bit of vocal that it, it relies on. Yep. But but it makes a nice like start up music, right? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's your hype music for the game. Yes, it, it was quite hype. <laughs> yeah, it's quite hype. It's better than the actual official theme. Yeah, exactly. the official theme is just sort of generic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's too casual. And then, on, obviously, on October the twenty-first, they put a DeLorean in the game, and then everyone had the DeLorean. Yeah, <laughs> I was playing games with every single person apart from me being DeLoreans. I admit, I was tempted to pick it up, but you know, I, I mean, it's sort of cool. It's, it's kind of cool. Everyone has it, which makes it incredibly not cool. It was just like Guild Wars when they did that when one of, when the expansions came out and everyone was a ninja. Because as uh, soon as they put a ninja in the game, obviously everyone was going to be a ninja. ninja. <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> that's not cool. 
pandas. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Slightly different than World of Warcraft. Because of the way the different races were. Panda ninja. So yeah. And uh, there was some other stuff, but I don't remember. Oh, I started playing another weirdly modern version of Minecraft again. <laughs> because sometimes that happens. I was playing this weird mod where it's basically a it's a huge collection of mods. Sometimes that happens. Sorry, I just looked at Robert. Because sometimes that happens. Yeah, Please exactly. Sometimes I have to go back to Minecraft. <laughs> it was this, it's in this incredibly ridiculously huge mod pack with an unnecessarily large number of mods, some of which I think I might actually end up turning off because they're mostly pointless. But it's basically... I, you might remember ages ago I talked about the Skyblock Minecraft map where you start on a, like a tiny island in the middle of an empty oh, world yeah, yeah, yeah. with a tree and you just have to build out from there. Mm. It's basically this mod pack is designed to make that. Can you get the resources for that? Where you a lot of stuff in Minecraft you can create from other stuff, right. and it start it seeds you with a certain amount of items. Oh, okay. So like you have a bucket of lava, so you can make a cobblestone generator, and then you can make an island, and then you can build from there or whatever. And then you find other islands. No, you just yeah. it's it in the original version of Skyblock there was limits, like there were some things that you could never get, but a lot of stuff like if you wanted to make a bed. Normally, you need sheep because you need wool, but you can make wool out of string. So, if you can make a mob, if you can make a mob generation room, like a dark room where mobs will spawn, you can kill spiders and they drop string, and then you can turn the string into wool, and then you can get a bed. It's like so. There are ways you can get a lot of stuff in Minecraft from very basic elements. But yeah, this mod pack basically takes the Skyblock idea and makes it a lot, makes it sort of. It makes you more capable of getting everything mm. and like sort of accelerates the early stages. Like it, it there's a special there's even like one of the mods within this mod pack is specifically designed for this mod pack, like the Skyblock idea. So it has some early elements where it's like you can take saplings off the tree that you have and grow more trees and then get more saplings, and then you can compost the saplings to make dirt so you can grow more trees because you have more dirt to grow trees on. And yeah. like, like that, just that first step really accelerates the whole process of building your island out and yeah. getting the initial resources. And then you can like sieve the dirt going. to get plants. Mm. So okay. you can like it basically what, <laughs> random other plants come from nothing. Well, it's like seeds for plants come out of the dirt, come out of nothing. Yeah, basically, <laughs> and stones that you can turn into rock, and then you can build a cobblestone generator and all that stuff. So yeah, I've been doing that. All right. It's a, it's like is it just a different challenge? A different yeah, way of playing it. It's right. just like a different version of the Skyblock. But yeah, there's a lot of mods in there where I'm like, do I need those? I'm not even entirely sure. There's like really weird things where it's like, hey, that for some reason there's a mod where like random cows and stuff can have hats, and I'm like, is yeah. that necessary or not? I'm not even sure because I don't know what's in this mod pack. Oh right, like, I don't know what other effects it might be having. You reckon the hats mean something? Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> How I do don't I take even, my hats without I don't even know else. what mod pack it is linked to. I've got to got to use the wizard cow. And like I'm unlocking hats, because I there's like pop-ups that say I've unlocked a hat. I'm like, how do I play those? I don't even know. <laughs> Where are those? What did he see in the parallel dimension? Yes, exactly. Some beans. Yeah, lots of beans. Lots of beans, lots of beans. <laughs> so yeah, there's my Yeah, hat. yeah. And that's it, mostly, probably. I don't even remember. It's been three weeks. I always forget shit. How much time have I got then? No well, we're out of time. Why? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, I will just say then, Jet Force Gemini. I've played that over the last three weeks. I have beaten that game now. Really? Um, yeah, I played through the whole thing. Boy, do you need a guide for the second half of that game, though. Right. 
like the first half is like basically a linear run and gun shooter. You have to get your characters to the thing and get your thing, like get them to all meet up basically, and then they all get upgraded with stuff. And then the game suddenly becomes, oh yeah, you remember the, all those things you're supposed to be saving and stuff? Like, yes, a hundred percent the game, please. So it all becomes a crazy retread of everywhere you've been, except now right. you can go to like in a way, in, like in part that's a, that sounds a little bit Metroidy. Like, oh, go replay all the levels that you've done mm. before, but now you can go do more stuff in them. But there are moments where it's like, oh, but you need one of the three characters to do this level because you'll need things. Oh, and actually you need to do the levels in this sequence because you'll need to get the key for this character from a level over here. And then you can go and do this thing. And it all becomes a bit too much like, oh, by the way, you need to go like this character needs to go do this thing and you can't do this thing yet. And it's like, if I wasn't using a guide, I used a guide. Like, I'm ashamed to use a guide because some of this stuff is weird and complex and awkward and... What I thought were side challenges suddenly become necessary, and it's like, oh, you need a gold medal. This this pointless Floyd flying robot side quest, which are all garbage and control like hell. But right, like, and it's just like you need a gold gold medal. This thing to get an item so you can give the earplugs to this bear, which are all I don't know, do something. I don't know, <laughs> and it's uh, it becomes a bit like a crap adventure game, like in some respects. And it's like, oh yeah, second half of that game, bullshit. <laughs> But I did okay. it. Uh, it's, uh, it's so now you know. So you got, so you got your now, achievements. Yeah, it's a weird, weird game, basically. How many years later? Also, also why give the one character that can swim and therefore have awkward camera ang- angles no trousers and an incredibly short skirt? It's like, oh, this is creepy. <laughs> There's not yeah. a point of matter. <laughs> True. There's <laughs> not enough polygons, but boy, that's an awkward moment. There was one of those like gnome walks into the room and goes, "It's not very flattering." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh boy, that's a weird game. Also, like you can knock the heads off like all the creatures and stuff like that, and uh, they'll roll around the floor, and you can pick them up, and it gives a count of how many heads you've collected for no good reason other than that there's an achievement in rare replay for picking up a certain number of heads. <laughs> okay. And it's like, why are you picking these up? The, the game goes do when you pick up a head, and it's like, there's no mechanic for that. <laughs> it's like, there's no reason to do that. It's weird. It's, uh, it's bizarre. And there's one. There's even a part of the game where you have to shoot surrendering enemies because if you don't, then the door doesn't open. And it's like, this is uncomfortable in a strange way. Bizarre. <laughs> it's it's a weird ass game. I'm kind of glad I've done it because it's you know one of Rare's N64 era, and you know pretty much most of, pretty much all of Rare's N64 stuff is supposedly untouchable in terms of you know quality and like the height of their. Well, at the time, yeah, yeah, it's the height of their their skills. I suppose is when they were biggest, and you know, definitely the reason to have an N64 in a way, and it's yeah, this is this was their outlier for me. This is the one I. I don't know. Killer Instinct might be rubbish as well. I don't know. They gotta have. <laughs> but, they gotta have a few. Yeah, fails. But, but yeah, this, that's yeah. This this is the one that's like it's it's not exactly terrible, and I dread to think how it controlled on an actually N, on an actual N sixty four controller because they've done some tweaks to make it work a bit better. Mm. Um, here, but it's even then it's like yeah, the camera work is super dodgy in places. Like try to do like platform jumps when the camera, the third person camera is pretty much straight behind your guy's chest meaning that the floor looks really flat and it's difficult it's really difficult camera's garbage 
Right, I'm yeah, Jeff, Jeff going to have to do it for the for the sidecast, if that's all right. Jet Force Gemini, check it out on um, uh, Rare Replay, if you have that, or maybe skip it for something else from <laughs> yeah. the 64 collection. And, uh, yeah. Well, what did, Frequency what still holds up, time? by the way. That was all I was, was going to say. Frequency I've been playing does. that again. Yeah. It's and, like, it still holds up. It's awesome. Well, we're going to have a baby sequel to that from, from Kickstarter at some point. But, yeah, check check that out. Uh, on uh, an emulator of choice, <laughs> if you own it PC, already, which wanna, you do. I want to uh, say it's PCX2. I think is the one I'm using. It's really good. And uh, we'll yeah. get a report. Make sure on you the, own the discs legally and all that garbage. All we that probably garbage. have to say regarding emulation, but very areas that it is. And since Rob owns Burnout Three, he's going to give that a try, and you'll hear about that damn, next time. Damn right, I will. And you also hear about that. Why am I so stupid? And now we'll hear about Halo as well. So uh, look forward to that. And possibly oh, yeah. some. Oh, yeah. and I played through all of Halo 3 as well. Okay. Yeah, we finished Halo 3 in like six hours. It was well easier than Halo 2. <laughs> yeah, a lot more fun. Yeah, it's a better it, game. It's a good game. It's a better game. Yeah, it is a better game. Um, all right. Uh, uh, oh, and the bridge. Well. The, the bridge is broken. Well, you'll see a video of that. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I found a bit where I managed to. Well, there'll be a video. It's an Escher, Escher-esque gravity puzzler. I suppose is a way of describing it quickly, and I managed to break it, and then I went, "Fuck this game!" And, and so I'm not going to play that again. <laughs> cool. Okay. So join us next time for that stuff. Check out the video channel, and uh, catch you next time on the Salacast. No, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Don't bring corporate sponsorship into our shitty podcast. Bye. I'm just Timberlake into this podcast. <laughs> Subtly different. I'm loving it.